It's Nicole. I'm Carol. It's Tiffany. And this is Saya. And this is what keeps us together. Basically the group chat in your head. <laughs> Living rent free. Yo, <laughs> season two starting off real government. Hey, starting man. off just like we love yes. y'all. <laughs> you see the growth? We've never left. <laughs> right. difference is I don't think we should do it over. We should just stick with this um, little ghetto opening. I, 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 I agree. agree. I, I think agree. it works. I, it agree. Works I feel it. All right. So you gonna do the next segment or? <laughs> No, you're gonna stop talking so abruptly. I took a sip of my drink. Sorry. Okay. How is everyone feeling about their week? Actually, really good. Okay. First week in February. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. Now that I think, yeah, it is. It's the, well, it's not the first full week technically, right? Next <laughs> week is the first full week. February. Right. Right. It's Black History Month. That's all we Yay. know. So I miss her month every day. I you see up. what I'm wearing? Okay. I just want to represent HBCUs. Real Shout quick. out to yes. Oh. yes, yes, um, yes. To our listeners only, we're trying video. So yeah. when Saya says, "You see what I'm wearing," you can really see what she's wearing. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> also, I want to apologize in advance. We're recording at my house, so my child may or may not be making a sound audible at some point in this podcast. So sorry. No children were harmed in the None beginning. of them. He's I mean, just they, loud. I mean, they might have been, but he probably, he probably deserved it. Needed a little Wait, spanking. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gentle parenting over here. Yes, yes in case CP- CPS is listening, we do not. Jesus Christ. Not CPS being the ops. They might. <laughs> and one day you would be the babysitter. You'd be like, I fired them. I feel like it's even worse. Is it? I allowed the babysitter? No. No, not it's, allowed. It doesn't matter. My child is not being harmed. He's just loud. Y'all, how are we having a tangent this early? <laughs> I like, don't know. We're not, we're not <laughs> even in the first time. We haven't seen each other in a minute. Yeah, that's this true. This is true, we that's haven't. Facts. Yes. But let's can... back up to our weekend song. Oh, yes. What's your uh, song of the week? Who wants to go first? I can go first. But okay. now I feel bad because it's Black History Month and the person that I'm about to reference is not black. <laughs> Okay, so do you guys remember the Saved by the Bell episode? Um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. When um, Saved by the Bell? Yeah, when the girl, she was like taking caffeine pills, which was actually speed, but back in the 90s, they couldn't say speed, so they had to take caffeine pills. Yeah. Jesse? They still are pretty much speed now. I know, but I guess what I'm saying is like, well, like first no of all, yeah, yeah, they just called it caffeine pills. Yes. But anyways, I say that because I just came off of quarantine from having COVID, and so I'm excited, but I'm also like, oh my God. <laughs> Yo, that COVID it was fall stressful. is is rough. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about being quarantined with a two year old. Um, <laughs> not fun. Quarantine by yourself sounds like vacation. Quarantining with a toddler, not a good time. You know. So yeah, um, if anyone, I feel like I'm really disappointed you guys don't remember that Save the By the Bell episode. It was iconic. Um, but if anyone else remembers, there's, there's people I'm out so there. So <laughs> she had oh, a breakdown. Wow. Okay, Sorry. by myself on an mm-hmm. island. Mm-hmm. Hey, anyone else? Awkward. Um, I can go next. So I too do. My I actually have two, but um, my first one is not 
representative of uh, Black History Month, but I corrected it with my second one. So my first one is, I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but uh, Encanto? Yes. That is my movie. Yes, although that's not my favorite song. Oh, okay, so really. the song before the Bruno song, which is uh, Surface Pressure, where she goes, drip, drip, drip. I like that one too. Never stops. Whoa. Yes, as you can tell, <laughs> I know this song. I will this say they're brown. brown. The dance moves too. It's not, they're not black, but they're brown. They, they are. But you know, black adjacent. Black adjacent, so I'll take it. But that's, mm. that is definitely. They have their own history month, y'all. I just want to throw that out there. Yes, right. they right. do. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So I got my pickup for this. Anyway. All right. So anyway, <laughs> that is my, that is definitely my song of the week. I have been playing it on repeat. Along Shout out to our um, Latinx community. Yes. But the, that, uh, Surface pressure is my joint. But I was wondering why, like it resonated with me and I went and I was like, it feels kind of like something else repetitive in a song that I've like really, really love and I couldn't think of what it was until this morning. And I was like, oh, y'all remember uh, Creeping by Luther Randross? Oh, I thought she was going to TLC. Oh, no. Can you sing it? Don't play it. Don't play it. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Sing it. Sing it how you feel it. I just said the part. You sang two words. No one knows what you're talking about. That's why I was going to play the rest because that's all. That's all I. I just remember I correlated those two things. So that's all you got for me right now. If you want. So you don't know nothing else the rest of the song? I don't want to push your. No, what I'm going to do I'm is I'm going to play it. Oh, you always play it. You're such yes. a cheater. Let me just say. Like, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do in the this first place. This is like page. the one, like, Luther Vandross song that no one knows. It's like the album cut. Is it? <laughs> I don't know this not album Exactly. Cut. It's, not, it's not that it's an album cut. It's just you just don't know. Oh, I do know this song. He has force, of course. <laughs> it's a long <laughs> intro. <laughs> I mean, it's the song of the time. Yeah, I don't. That's how your week feels? No, I just remind me. And now they're over here swaying. I don't know this song, but it's a vibe. This is Skinny Luther. I don't remember him. Oh, see? Just because you don't First remember First of all, you definitely remember a Skinny Luther. Oh, yeah. Bar. No, I do remember him. I don't know this song. It's on the Essentials list, so you the know. The Essential album or list? Of his... It is is definitely one of his top songs. Yes. I do remember it. I don't know this mm-hmm. song. Me either. I love me some Luther. Same. Yeah, it's fine. I guess we're not real Luther fans. <laughs> I love Tommy though. So I definitely <laughs> heard it before, but yes. I don't. Mm-hmm. You don't know. It's just... Anyway, I said all that to say. <laughs> Encanto is my song of the week. And yes, my week is going that way. But the movie is really, really so good. So why is that Why is that your week? For, for me, it's just, number one, I've been playing it. I'm nannying now. Oh, let's talk about that real quick. So <laughs> slight excitement for why my week is great is because I definitely just got a full-time job also I'm dealing with black people get employed <sighs> it's great it's great start on the first I know, that's right. Right. Oh. With it. yes um, health insurance uh-huh. yes um and then uh we've been listening to it all week they're three-year-olds so um, we have they have watched it i think almost every day since it's come out and we play it before for bath time so that's why it's my song of the week because i've just Aww. been jamming with the kids with it so cute. and then creeping i knew something a song so right, much that make the vibe. So that's creeping. The, you said cre- you're talking about kids and said creeping i feel like she's no, talking about the, she's other, uh, the cadence of the song i said that earlier i know okay. it just sounds weird okay you right, made i'm weird. done right. <laughs> where your head is and where mine is no i'm just like, okay, okay. okay all right all right see you. next mm. <laughs> you i think you're next okay um so my song of the week might just it it tracks with my how I've been feeling 
in some capacities in my life, mm-hmm. but that's a segment. Bitch, mm-hmm. you doing a good job. Hey. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. That's how I'm feeling this week. What'd you do good? Yes. Um, I've just been been feeling really productive at work. Oh, okay. Wow. Actually. Don't you? I feel like you're always yes. working. So this is weird that you feel productive, and what your unproductivity feels like. I know. Mm. Well, teach me. My, well, so I actually was having this conversation with my sister. I was like, I feel like it's been a really good week, and she was like, Nicole, you are always doing a good job at work, okay. and I'm just like, well, you know, you just don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't feel like you putting in what you're supposed to put in, yeah. and then coming out of COVID fog, I felt like there was a lot of hours I sat in front of the desk, like I don't know what to do next. I don't know what's on the list. I don't know who I need to talk to right now. And then this week, it just feels like... You're back. Yeah. Do you know COVID, like, COVID actually affects your brain? Like, that COVID fog's a real thing. It's not just like, a, oh, I'm feeling, you know, I'm coming out of sickness. Like, it actually oh, affects... You guys going to no, tell people? Because I don't think anybody knows. Oh. Really. Yeah, because you just said that. Well, oh, I said yeah. I had COVID earlier. Oh, she did I, I did before she did, so... We had COVID. Yeah. All right. All right. And now we're here. Yes. Yeah, now we're here. Back like we never left. Yeah. I would say that's why we didn't record earlier, but that's not true. <laughs> you don't get what you want to get, okay? Bye, guys. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Right. Um, yeah, so, okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you I'm done. Okay. Um, my song, um, I just came back from Thailand for three weeks. Hey. Look at her wrist as she says right. that. Right. Honeymoon. So honeymoon. <laughs> honeymoon. So first of all, her second honeymoon. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let's get that. They yeah. had a mini moon. Right. Which a mini moon was normal people's regular <laughs> honeymoon. <laughs> right. And then they had their quote unquote regular honeymoon, which okay, was. Okay. Can you tell, tell us where you went on your mini moon? To curse out. Why? Why are being out here right now? <laughs> no, you're not. Because okay, so I'm we, just going. They're telling you how we felt right now. Yeah, we're no. just like, guys, it's like mini moon, no biggie, nothing big. We're just no. I'm just curious out for a month. Y'all know I'm ignorant. I've been trying to say this place for the longest time, and I try to say it phonetically, Cacao. and I know that's not it. You said cacao. So I really just wanted you to Cacao. say it, so I know how to say it. Because you said it, and I still don't remember it. So, girl, how was cacao? That. I was like, she went to cocoa. I don't know. Not cocoa. I don't know where they went. I love you. My, my family asked me, like, oh, where's it going? Uh, whatever that place is, it start with the C. And it's got the crazy looking letter in the middle. That's where, that's where she went. I'm not even lying. You're right. No, I believe you. Right. Everyone okay. believes you. No one thinks you're lying. <laughs> so, it wasn't like a stunt move. I was asking because I don't know how to say it. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's happening on You know now? You good? No, I still don't remember. Curacao. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was okay, so you just got back from Thailand. Okay, yeah. So I just got back from Thailand and um, coming back to 30 degree weather and work, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling is, if you wonder if I hate you, <laughs> I, I do. Because <laughs> I thought going back to work in the cold weather was like, this week mm-hmm. has been rough and jet lag. Don't mm-hmm. get me started. I mm-hmm. slept two hours last night because, you know, what's life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Dang and here you are. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. Right yeah. She Got Starbucks for the first time in, I don't know, a month. And, you know, we're feeling good. Okay. Mm. okay. I know. Okay. We're shaking All and right. moving. All right. All right. Okay. Well, I would like to introduce a very special person. In my life. We have a, a special <laughs> guest today. She happens to be my sister. Like uh-huh. my real one, not these heifers. Uh-huh. Like my blood sister. Okay. That was great. Right. Right. Not you calling us sisters and heifers right. at the same time. What because is it? People know I tell them that y'all are the sisters I choose, but I, ha- I come from all sisters. And so we have a, a, my sister here today who is a boss in the HR world. Mm. And um, she's going to come. We have some questions related to some HR things. So I oh, hope yeah, you're listening. Business world. 
Hey, Misa. Hey, Chamisa. So, Chamisa is here, and um, everybody welcome her. Yay. Hey, good people. How are you? Hi. <laughs> good. How are you? Okay, y'all. So, this great. week... Oh, sorry. You got something to say? No, she was responding oh, to my I was my just asking. saying I was doing great today. Oh, good. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <clears throat> Carol's about business, so we're going to get out of business. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the planner. I think, I think yes. there's a slight delay, too. Sorry. All right. So this week, as Nicole mentioned, we're talking about HR, and we're going to go with a um, viral um, Instagram post that went um, from, like, last week, and it says, from Mercedes S. Johnson. I'm going to put her whole foot, full yes. government out that she did. Yes. Um, I don't know where she works, but I would do that too if I knew. It says, <laughs> um, I just offered a candidate $85,000 for a job that had a budget of $130,000. I offered her that because that's what she asked for, and I personally don't have the bandwidth to give lessons on salary negotiation. Here's a lesson. Always ask for the salary you want, deserve. No matter how large you think it might be, you never know how much money a company has to work with. Hashtag be confident. So there's a lot of mixed reactions with this um, with this Instagram post. We had some very interesting back and forth with it. So we thought that it would be really nice to have an HR professional come in and talk to us about it. So um, who wants to go first? Like, what's your initial thought when you hear this <clears throat> comment? So I'll my initial thought is, damn, that sucks. But I see it happen all the time. Mm. I see it like almost at nauseum just because people can do a certain amount of research, but depending on need within the workplace, if you don't know how much they're willing to put to whatever it is that you're applying for. So the research that you do is based off of certain statistics. Mm -hmm. That's available to you. That is actually available to you. It's not necessarily based off of what you know that company is paying at the moment. So it makes it difficult from some from the interviewee to know what to walk in the door to request. I mean, people of all, you know, of all walks of life have some type of, you know, especially right now, people just want to be employed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes people have a have a tendency to settle because they just want to get in the door. So mm-hmm. I think it makes it complicated. However, on the, on the flip side, from an interviewer's perspective, I also can see where hmm, Mercedes says that she doesn't have the bandwidth to teach people. Because, I mean, you can in the HR world, people reach out to you all the time like, hey, can you do this? Can you look at my resume? Can you find me a job? No. No. Dude, stop. <laughs> do something else. And do also, something we else. don't know if this person like is settling because so... An $85,000 job is, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. You know, right, that's a right. that's a very good salary, depending on how old this person is. We don't know how many years of experience or anything. But so it's not like she's asking for, you know, eight fifty an hour. You know right, what I mean? Right. And so, like, $85,000 could be a significant jump from where they're coming from, mm-hmm. especially if they're young. So we all know coming out of college, you're typically taking whatever yeah. job you can, mm-hmm. depending on where you live and cost of living. Right. You could be making... I don't know, forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. Oh, twenty five to twenty five to forty is more of the range. Because when I came here, forty, I was like, oh, oh see, I'm thinking yes. coming living here, forty was. I feel like everyone that I knew was at least making forty coming out of else. college. Yeah, and this is the DC area. I, girl, when I first got here, it took me a couple of years before I hit forty. Mm-hmm. Really? So yeah, 
And I had a college degree. And what year was it? Sorry, I made a personal commitment not to talk about trade. <laughs> then you already did. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You made the commitment, told no one about it, it, and then what against I'm it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dang, it's so early in the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That went right. Okay, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Okay, back up. No, wow. I'm sorry. Sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> No, too late. Too late. Okay. <laughs> You've already said it. You already. That's what you meant. I meant even within, because um, I think I got hit forty. Must have been at least five, six years ago. So not that long ago. Mm-hmm. But that's again, I wasn't coming in at that. Yeah. So it. Uh, that's in this area, but I was just also saying, like coming from Michigan. What I got when I got in the door before I hit the 40 was still more than what I was making in Michigan. So yeah. it, if people listen to this regionally, mm-hmm. outside of this area, 20, 25 is sometimes... Like entry level? Entry level. Wow. Yeah. Right. I think it's right. rough to the aspect that people don't think about in this tweet is competition. So mm-hmm. you can also... Like I've been in situations where I have been applying for a job against other people that have also been applying for the same position and either we have the same qualifications or close to or not different enough for them to not take me if I ask for a higher salary than the other person that's interviewing for the job. Mm -hmm. So there's that component too. It's not just knowing the budget of the position, but it's also buying against that if you know the other people. Like pricing yourself out, essentially. Right, right. So Shamisa, like how, from your perspective, because you... I know. Do you still interview people? I'm not sure like where you are in like your professional the career. The bossism of your of your career. Right yeah, now. but like, how do you handle like these type of situ- like where would you fall on this or your initial thoughts? Sure. So, well, first of all, before I get started, let me tell you, um, you all are four amazing individuals, and Aww. I love your vision behind this podcast. I'm an avid listener to it. It gives me lots of good laughs, but also inspiration and encouragement. So I just wanted to start off saying that Aww, first. Thank that you. So butter us <laughs> So in my career, um, I'm not necessarily interviewing the day-to-day employee. I don't do that. I'm not on what we would call our talent acquisition or recruiting side anymore. I interview those who I have, you know, job openings for um, that are directly, you know, reporting up through my organization, but not necessarily on a day-to-day interviewing uh, panels and things of that nature. But I guess my initial reaction to it when I read the tweet is, I think there's two things you have to understand. People are not just their work um, and their work doesn't qualify their worth. So I just wanted Mm -hmm. to separate the two. Your worthiness is inherent. It's the value of the services and the technical skills that you have Mm. that creates your salary. So So I just wanted to distinguish between that. Um, I honestly feel that when people are starting to think about um, applying for different jobs or even if a recruiter you know, reaches out to someone who's passive and, and in the world of HR, someone who's passive is in a job, but they're not necessarily looking, but recruiters are sourcing them for their positions. Oftentimes you have a greater capability to negotiate versus those who are looking um, inherently for a new position. Sometimes we don't know the circumstances behind why they're looking, which also sometimes governs what they may or may not ask for. But mm-hmm. I do agree that individuals absolutely have to know the value of their skills when they're going through this process. 
there are too many open um, resources out on the web that will help you get a range. Um, so oftentimes I would encourage people to ask, like, what's the compensation range for this salary? Like, mm-hmm. what's the max that you would pay for this salary? Mm-hmm. And then the, the individuals, the hiring manager, whoever is engaged in those compensation decisions will ultimately make a decision. But your job as the interviewee is to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Always come with a mindset of abundance. Mm-hmm. There's money everywhere. Um, and if they want you, they will pay for you. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly believe while it's inherent upon the person that's interviewing, I also think that people have to stop and think, especially those or who are in the recruiting or talent acquisition space. You're just making it harder for those on the HR side if you don't bring them in at a pay rate that creates equity with their peer group because they're going to leave and the cost mm-hmm. per hire is way high. So why would we not pay them what they're worth or get them in the ballpark? You usually want a five to 8% swing um, on where they are. There's this thing called comparatio and comparatio means that you are sitting at the middle of the range of that salary, which means you are in good position. If you're too low or too high, they're expecting you to move at some point, right. either promote or move out um, because maybe you're not as valued as you think you are. So mm. from my lens, I think there's wow. ownership on both sides of that because you're just creating a long-term issue to begin with and that's pay equity. Mm. So I have a quick follow-up. Like, so in my world, we have a budget and my job is always to stay either under or at budget. So mm-hmm. is, that the, is there a similar type of thought process in HR where you're trying to, I know you said you just said there's a, like a, a percentage you want to stay at, but um, is there like, do they expect you to be at a certain budget with salaries in the company so that you're not offering people too much? Or is there like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, is there like a, yeah. go, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm tracking what you're saying. Um, and I think it depends on the type of organization you're working at. Nonprofits versus for-profits versus publicly held versus small company, large company have a lot of different latitude um, ranges when it comes to compensation. And so you're right, Carol, many times when people are thinking about budgets, they're thinking about, okay, the last person that I had in this job was making X amount and that's what I have Mm -hmm. budget for. Mm -hmm. You always are going to plan for a three to 5% um, what I would call merit type increase, if you will, so that you can motivate that person to continue to do good work. But when there are budgets that are involved, especially, um, You know, in the Washington metro area where there's a a plethora of government contractors, a lot of times those um, contracts are bid at a certain dollar amount and you can only hire people Mm. with um, in the range of that labor category is budgeted for because the Mm -hmm. company's looking to make money. They have to make a profit so they can't afford to pay you more than what they can build the government for if it's that type of job. Mm -hmm. So budgets are incredibly important. But. That's why you want to understand the financial stability of that organization. I I mean, I don't know too many professionals who don't leverage some type of platform like a LinkedIn or whatever. When you're looking for those jobs, if they're out there, it will tell you the growth rate of the company, their financial stability. Mm -hmm. You need to look at all of those things to see whether or not you have the power to negotiate 
I mean, there's a, I'm not going to call the site, but it ends with door. Um, you can go on that site and it'll tell you what their average salaries are for mm-hmm. people in these specific job titles. So do your research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do think that, you know, you, you have to look at all those comparators to be able to ask and understand uh, where the budgets are. Because whether or not they're in a growth, you know, mode or whether they're, you know, kind of stagnant, you still have to ask for what you're worth. And if you don't think that's what you need to survive in the geography that you're interviewing for, then you need to keep looking. Right. Right. And that's an interesting question to me, because to me, if your objective as the employer is to stay at or under budget, then that means that your salary the, the cap of that salary would be within that realm. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that it stretches your budget, right? So like when people are talking about that aspect of whether or not that person is right because she wants to be at or under budget, it always makes me question, well, if it's above what her budget allows, then that's not the cap of the salary, right? right? right. That would be over what they can allow for the salary. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think you have to really understand what the going value is for the services you provide, which is why I say to individuals all the time, interview various different industries, different companies, so you can get a flavor of what people are making in that space or call people um, that you know may work there and understand what's your bargaining power and how you uh, how do they plan budgets so that you can also know, you know, is it lucrative or is it a situation where you have to just kind of take the job to get your, you know, get your foot in the door. Right. And what is your, sorry. No, go ahead. I just wanted to know what is your, we talk a lot about like, well, you should ask what the salary range is or what the Mm -hmm. compensation range is for this job. But I know a lot of times people feel like that question may be inappropriate or rude or gauche. Like what is your take on that as an HR professional? I honestly, um, If someone were to ask me that while we're just entering the interview process, I would think that I might have a problem later, right? I'm Mm -hmm. never going to make this person happy. I'm never going to be able to pay them enough if that is their going in position for the role. I mean, obviously, we all work to make a living, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times companies are looking for people who can culturally, you know, fit into their organizations, looking for people who can align with the values of that organization. And so my my personal guidance is that when you are talking about salary, you are talking about salary after the offer, the initial offer has been made. Mm, okay. You want to understand before you even um, start the hiring process, you know, I think it's always prudent on someone to ask at the start of the hiring process or the recruiting process, I should say, you know, if a sourcer or recruiter calls you and they're interested in you or you're interested in that position at that point, I think you can say, you know, um, curious about what is the earning potential for this position, right? Mm -hmm. That gives you uh, a little bit of a different uh, and sometimes a more diplomatic way of asking that question. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to ask the people who are interviewing you along the way because it's going to create a sense of, is this person really here for the right thing? Mm. So you either ask at the very start when you're talking to the recruiter or you ask after you've been made the offer. That's great advice. So I have a follow-up question. It's similar. That's what I was going to ask is like transparency. So when you're 
as a job seeker, I don't want to waste my interviewer's time if the job mm-hmm. is not in the range that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing now with jobs um, that either they tell you a range or they don't. So when you're looking at transparency, like kind of like you said, like asking at the very beginning, what's the earning potential? Are you asking like, is there a way to ask? Like, I just want to make sure that my expectations align with your mm-hmm. expectations. Like, is that the same thing when you're asking about earning potential? It is. Okay. Because okay. if you ask about earning potential, they're going to tell you what their compensation pay mix might be. It could be. We only offer base pay for this position. They may tell you we offer base plus the potential for bonus, or they may say we offer uh, base pay, we Mm -hmm. offer bonus pay, and we might offer you equity, right? And so Mm -hmm. you wanna understand like, what does that package look like? So asking that up front um, in a diplomatic manner, like I suggested, I think will help give you a sense of it or if they don't offer that information to you, what I would recommend is you say, take your current salary, add on what you think you deserve, right? Um, and and at a minimum, you should be at you should not be just jumping to the next opportunity if it's not at least twenty to twenty five percent increase in your base mm. salary. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then you also want to think about all your variable. Uh, components such as you know benefits flexible education benefits you know all of the other variable pay components add all that together and make it your new base Mm, and then you say to them my base is this is that going to be an issue as we go through this process Mm. is that putting you at I guess that's another question kind of going back to the meme is that putting you at a slight disadvantage if you're saying this is my base but you would like to get more or are you saying start oh, yeah. high i'm saying start high you okay. take your base you add 20 to 25 percent on top of that then you add in all of your other variable pay components so you mm. want to look at your total compensation package and say this is the this is the um my total comp right now you can use those words right they'll know what that means um and say, you know, is that going to be a problem? Because I certainly don't want to, you know, waste the time of the interviewer or you all I, or myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so then that That's leads nice. me to a question. Just re- so what I'm hearing you say is the offer isn't final. Never. When, when you get, when, when someone gives you that offer, I know that for myself specifically, I don't talk to my sister about business stuff, so don't judge me. Um, when you should. I, you definitely should. I should. all kinds of gems. First of all, I should. It's not even Jim she dropping. She is a whole preacher right now. Yeah, okay. okay. No okay. reverend doctor yes. right here. But when. Do you have consultation calls? Office <laughs> <laughs> hours? Right. She um, I've always thought that when they give you that offer letter, that is, that's like the contract. That's what they're telling you that they're going to pay you. I didn't. I personally didn't know that you can negotiate after you receive that. You know what? It's also very interesting to me. I was just talking to um, my brother's girlfriend about this. We, When I was in college, I had classes or like on how I should dress to go to interviews, like how I should like act in interviews, like oh. inter- questions. Like not, at my HBCU, yeah. we kind of went through like my senior year, they kind of went through like career coaching. Right. No one ever said to me, negotiate your salary. No. Not one right. time did someone say that to me. And I probably didn't even know I had that power until my third job. And even then I was just like, I remember getting the email and I was 
in Google chat with another one of my friends. Okay, this is what she said to me. What do I do? How? Because I was so nervous at the idea that they might tell me no, no. because yes. they offered me a job, but I'm asking for something else. So I'm right. like, it boggles my mind that we do not tell people. Right. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing or what, that it's never said to us, you should negotiate your salary well, coming out of college. Exactly. But I also think that not even just coming out of college, just in general, but I think that that's right. part of what is so problematic with this tweet. Mm-hmm. Right. Because instead of just telling them, even if you give them that offer and then you tell them that afterwards rather than tweeting about it, it is so much more beneficial to that person to be like, hey, just so you know, like you we don't, if, if you're not on the back end of a business or a, of a, a company or anything like that, you don't know how it works until someone mm-hmm. informs you. Right. Right? You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. there is no rule book to that. Or I mean, in in this tweet, if we're staying on the lines of this, this tweet. Even if someone comes to you, and maybe Misa, you can speak to this. If someone comes to you and says, I would like 85K, you can afford 130. So bless them with 100 meet in the middle. And because if someone who doesn't necessarily know how much they could get for the job, that extra 20K is a blessing for them. They're like, oh, shit. Yes. You know how you mean. Right. right. Or, and I know we're throwing a lot at you in this one moment, Shereza, but like, <laughs> no, are you saying as an HR person, like, oh, I have budgeted 180. They only asked for 85. So now I have some cushion for like bonuses or whatever. And I also came in under budget. Like, is there a, it, what's the fine line as the hiring professional with, what they're asking for, what you have budgeted, and what they might deserve. So in, in this particular tweet, when I read it, I thought, how grossly inequitable um, is the person being? Yes. It's, regardless of what the budget is, you always, as a professional, want to strive for equity. Pay equity is, is major. Mm-hmm. Um, and your point earlier that you made around like teaching individuals like what if whether or not you have the ability to negotiate, um, for those of your listeners who are listening right now, we are going through this thing um, that the Society for Human Resource Management has coined the great resignation. I don't mm-hmm. know if that term has yeah. come to any of you. Yep. Um, but some people don't think it's real, but it is real. Um, we are, you know, always looking at what did we lose the person for and what are we having to hire the p- replacement for? Mm-hmm. And there's typically easily in base pay a 15 to 18% swing on Mm. that compensation. So you already know that you can ask for more. Mm. Um, I do think too, whether or not the budget says, oh, I can afford 180, but I paid the person 90, you're gonna deal with so many other challenges long-term because you are lowballing that person on compensation. They're not going to stay. They, they are they are going to a trip from your organization and you are going to have to go through that process all over again. Guess what? You don't have the person performing the work. You might not be able to mm. bill your client because you have no one to do the work. Mm-hmm. So you're cheating yourself in the long run. As much as you thought, oh, I just scored. I saved myself $90,000. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Because the cost of hiring, the cost of you not being able to, you know, place that person or build that person to a client, whatever have you, you're cheating yourself. Mm-hmm. So just always know that you can negotiate. Nicole, it saddens me to hear that you never knew that you could negotiate I your didn't. salary. But, um, and I, I'll offer this up without pinpointing, because I don't think that this particular tweet 
had anything to do with uh, the individual per se or any of their physical characteristics, but there are certain populations of people right now that are high, high demand in mm. the workplace, no matter what industry. I'll let you all glean what you want from that. Um, but give if you look around the table, since you all are all uh, together with each other, look at each other. That group is in high demand. Niggas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like this? In case you didn't get it. <laughs> That word can't come out in the workplace for me <laughs> as an HR person. So, um, uh, but I will say this. Uh, yes, African-American women who are skilled, confident, bold in their approach, willing to roll up their sleeves and dig in are in high demand. Mm. So ladies out there, women of color, people of color know your worth you know what's so interesting you say that too because of the like the pay scale discrepancy for women Mm -hmm. of color Mm -hmm. in particular versus um white men um Mm -hmm. it's very interesting you say that because it's i don't think we ever feel like we're in high demand versus just like checking a box right Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like to hear that from an hr professional is like oh okay like you actually do you want me and you're going to value my work? Like, that's very nice to hear. I think that's a different, at least that's not the narrative that's being told to us. It's not. And and a lot of people won't say this to you and, and certainly not trying to make this a um, racially motivated um, type of conversation as it's it relates to, to pay equity because pay equity is deserved for everyone. Mm-hmm. My HR hat says, I don't care what you look like. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care right. what you identify as. That does not matter. What I care about is do you have the skills to do the job? Right. Mm-hmm. Are you the best person to do the job? Right. My non-HR hat as <laughs> a woman of color says, yes, we are in high demand not because we happen to be black and not because we're women it's because we have diversity of thought Mm -hmm. and because we bring sometimes different thinking we might have different approaches we have different experiences that is valued because obviously when you look up what do you see in most organizations you don't see a lot of us there so they are looking for that different perspective that you can bring into every type of work environment that is why you're in high demand Mm -hmm. wow it's just in one of the follow-up um, tweets to the earlier culture reference was um, from this lady named Brianna Johnson. And she said, had a junior software engineer ask for a very low salary range, she will be shocked when this offer comes through. We're paying your worth over here. Mm. And so I felt like that was a very good segue to what you just said. Yes. That, that was a recruiter's breeding ground, that tweet. If I was in the talent acquisition space, I, every person on there that was saying that they were you know, not brought in at an equitable compensation, I would be contacting every last one of them, especially if I know I work for an ethical organization that's going to pay me what my skills are worth. Uh, so good, good, you know, move on her part, but I would be maximizing on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, um, oh, no. no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to change topic, so go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, for me personally, I thought, like, when I changed jobs, um, I asked, for, we negotiated, I asked for what I wanted, and they said, like, we'll do like a kind of like a three month um, probationary period. They're like, we don't have, the, we only budgeted this amount, but at the start of the year, I started in August. They're like, if January 1st, if you're performing well, 
will bump you up to the salary mm-hmm. that you're asking for. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start you here. But if you do well in these three months, we'll put you where you asked. And so I thought, oh, maybe I'm going to have to go through some type of like um, interview process or like evaluation period for me to do right. it. And like I got my check January 1st or like the first pay period of the new year. And it was just different. Oh, interesting. Mm. So I was like, oh, wow. Like I didn't even have to prove right. my worth to them. They just, just knew see, it. Yeah. And so or budgeted for you in the new fiscal year. Yeah. Right. So, interesting. It is, so I think um, even with people that are negotiating, like even if a job, I think that's another thing for them. If they say we can only pay you this, maybe ask them if I'm performing well, mm. are you willing to bring me up to this in at the start of your new budget, mm-hmm. whenever that is for that company. Um, but not even having to ask for it, I, I definitely felt very valued, even if I was right. only there for three months, that they thought that I was worth the salary that I wanted to be at. Mm, that's um, cool. That's awesome. So, yeah. You mentioned no, yeah, no those are those are performance incentives. They will tell people that, right? So that they show up really strong and perform, perform, perform. And if they see that you have the drive um, and you are going to do that, they ultimately want to compensate you for that. Yeah. So it's a performance motivator. Yeah. And, it makes, and now, like, I don't want to leave because clearly you value me as an yeah. employee. So I don't feel like I need exactly. to go anywhere else. Yeah. Meanwhile, exactly. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> What was my song of the week? Sorry, go ahead. No, that was. I know you had something. Oh, but Nicole. No, I was just gonna say for because you mentioned negotiation again. I just want to clarify. I thought I did not know you could negotiate after the offer was given. I thought that negotiation happened sometime before that, before they put whatever compensation that they were willing to give you in writing. Um, That that's where. So I don't, don't be sad. I speak on And to clarify, I did understand what you were saying. Oh, I was okay. just saying that it depends on where, what, what your company's processes are or what organization's uh, processes are. Because sometimes they'll just email you or send to you a standard offer letter. Here's what we're willing to offer you in writing, right? A lot of times the negotiation takes place before the offer letter is actually generated so they don't waste time. Mm-hmm. But even after you get that generated offer letter, guess what? I've been out in the market. You know mm-hmm. what? I yeah. just got a call from another organization that's willing to offer me, I don't know, another 10K. What can, can we talk about it? Right. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to have to start the recruiting process all over. Is it worth losing your candidate over five, ten thousand dollars? Right. Or say to them, "Hey, um, I know you may not be able to go up on my salary, but could we negotiate a uh, signing uh, bonus? Right? Because mm. it's a one-time bonus. It's a one-time mm. thing um, that they're not going to have to budget for again. Most of the time, they will say, "Yep, no, not a problem. We'll give you a signing mm. bonus." Okay. So I thought that was for athletes. so so, so, Shamisa do you have any other like if say salary is not on the table do you have other things that people can negotiate but like you just said signing bonus like I know sometimes people can say like PTO like maybe more vacation days like do you have other things that people can throw in there yep you said all of that Carol and depending on how stringent uh, organizations policies are you can negotiate those things. You know, if you're leaving an organization where you already accrue three weeks of some type of paid time off or leave, ask if you can negotiate that. And if they can't give it to you, ask them, can they give you the equivalent in terms of a dollar amount as Mm -hmm. a sign on? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different creative ways to get the money that you're looking for. 
Um, so PTO um, asking for flexible education bon- uh, benefits up front. Sometimes people have a waiting period where you have to work there six months to a year before you can cash in on those types of items. Ask if you can do a performance-based bonus so that they can see your worth and ask, can that be paid out in six months? Put it in my offer letter, please, in writing. Mm-hmm. The, all of those things are up for consideration, but you don't know until you ask. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised how much they're willing to do it once they're like, okay, We've already called the other candidates and told them, you know, we've made an offer to somebody else. Then you can negotiate even more because they just lost their candidate pool. Mm. Okay. Real. Okay, I have two questions um, that are based in transparency in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is a uh, new law in New York requires job postings list a minimum and maximum salary in the description. And I was mm-hmm. just wondering what your take on that is. Um, if you see that happening like nationwide and um, while I like I feel like it's clear what the benefits of it are, what are the potential drawbacks of something like that? Yeah, there's um, is it I think is it the state of Colorado that um has to list the um, salary uh, for certain grades of work, depending on the the compensation band. And I started to see that a little bit more as I've been just kind of perusing LinkedIn. Um, I think there are pros and cons to that. I think the pro is that you start to get to pay equity um, Mm -hmm. with regards to the workforce, right? And you also start to glean out individuals who are like, okay, I'm never going to get that type of increase to go there. Or it also helps you kind of identify like what types of experiences people have. Like if I see that, you know, a job is at 180, I'm like, "Mm, I'm not leaving for that. That's not enough money for me. Or, you know, say it's, you know, $30,000 away from your, you know, aspirational goals um, from a salary perspective. It does help give some guidance to the person who's looking for the job and it also helps the recruiters narrow down their recruiting Mm -hmm. pools um in terms of i see that going nationwide we have you know in the the, these united states um we have a lot of different hr or what i would call employment practices and laws that that go from state to state to state and you know you look at states like california that are incredibly employee friendly like doing Mm. california law from an employment perspective is a nightmare you have to be like have a legal degree to do that Mm. um but i would say that and do see that more states are going to go to this because uh, a lot of times when you're dealing with other state funded issues depending on the type of industry or work you're in it helps to regulate and govern, especially given us coming off of a pandemic where you see a lot of individuals who were collecting some form of unemployment, understanding what these jobs are really paying versus what you're at, you know, right. trying to get from your unemployment helps to regulate. So it that's the way our government works. It's going to try to regulate everything. So mm-hmm. I do see it happening more. Okay. Side note, can't wait till I scoff at 180. Right. <laughs> <laughs> When someone's like, where do you want to be in five years? I'm going to be like, I want to be scoffing at, I'm not leaving for that. Um, But my second transparency question is, um, hold on. Um, It's okay. My my second transparency question is, what is your take as an HR professional on um, people sharing their salaries as peers, like coworkers, mm. like uh, making that known. 
I say it's a no no. Mm. Um, oh, interesting. Can you speak I, more on that? I think it depends on your relationship with the person and and how you are working together. Um, In the workplaces I've been in, it's never been a conversation point where we share um, our compensation or bonuses or equity. Um, And the reason that is, you never know when you might be working for that person. You never know if Mm -hmm. you're going to have to compete against that person for right. a particular mm-hmm. opportunity or an experience. Um, and so if you keep those things off the table, you know, there's a lot of people who say, oh, we can't talk about those things, right? Politics, race, you know, mm-hmm. salary, mm-hmm. you know, things like that in the workplace. I add compensation to the list. However, I do think those all those other things should be talked to, about in the workplace. I just don't think you should be talking about them with your peers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because you never know when the relationships are going to turn. Yeah. Like, I think it's leaving. awkward. I was just about to say, but I think like if you leave like that transparency being brought to light. Might yeah, because I remember when I left my previous job, another, another coworker wanted to get in my department. So like I was in operations, she was in sales. And she wanted to get to operations because she thought she would get, she just wanted to be in that, um, she wanted to change her field. So I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm leaving. This is, this is the range that I'm making. So if you come over here, you need to at least make sure, I don't know how much you're making, but at least make sure you're making this in my position. Is that, a, do you feel like that is? Absolutely. Okay. If okay. you're moving out of that particular, you know, unit or business sector, whatever have you, and you're trying to enable somebody else's success and there's high, you know, probability you're not going to work with them in that nature. Yes, by all means, help each other, lift each other up. Make sure people are informed. Give them the data that they need so that they're making better decisions around their employment and compensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I have a similar story. Is I work for a large contracting company now, but I, I worked for two small ch- contracting companies before this. And um, the I was in the same uh, contract that I'm in, but it uh, they lost the bid and the company that I'm working for now won the bid. So when the company that I was working for lost the bid, the new company wanted to pick me up for the same position that I'm in now. And the owner of the company, because it's a small business, I knew the owner of the company. And he was like, hey, don't. He's like, I wanted to keep you, but I couldn't find like a job opening for you. He's like, so I completely understand if you leave. He's like, but if you are going to leave, do not accept any less than X. Mm. And the position that they were going to hire me for, they were going to lowball me like like 25 G's less. Wow. <laughs> like severely lowball me. And I was so grateful that he said that to me because I was just like, first of all, it was crazy. The, the How much they were going to lowball me was crazy. But I think that that is also endemic sometimes of big versus small and right. how you can be valued versus how, you know, mm-hmm. like this and that. But neither here nor there. Um, I was just really grateful that that was said to me because I was not going to go up as much as I 
could have mm-hmm. had he said that. I knew to go up, but I didn't know how much to go up because I was so like young in the game. Right. Yeah. And the fact that he said that to me at all was like so grateful. And and to the point where the person who hired me, the manager, like so many like two years later after we had like a good working relationship, was like, yeah, I didn't realize that you were making that. He was like, I like you're. This is how I found out what what they were gonna offer me in the first place. He was like, yeah, I thought that you were you know gonna be in this range, and I was only gonna offer you this. He's like, so I didn't even know that you were making X. And of course, like, uh, like even not knowing that you're supposed to negotiate your salary price, like wh- what they tell you is to go up in what you're, when they ask you how much you're currently making, is you always laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that you're making more than you are, yeah. which is what I did and then said that I wanted more on top of that. So like, really, like I was really going to be asked out. Right. <laughs> right. And it's crazy. And I also feel like, there's an element of learning how people manage money that is it's kind of just like your peers you know like mm-hmm. you know people that are like fiscally frugal and you know people that are big spenders and how your manager deals with that can vary so widely mm-hmm. in the same company mm-hmm. right. but like how to deal with that change isn't like i have i still have no idea how to deal with it mm-hmm. and i feel like that is like really still a mystery to me but i'm like so grateful that that was stated to me yeah, yeah it's so it's, since you say that tiffany, like, I'm, no, go oh, ahead, I'm sorry that girl no go ahead no i was just gonna say tiffany i'm glad you brought up that example because knowing how they work the financials, it's more than likely the reason that company won um, the new contract, right? So Mm -hmm. we call that a badge flip. Mm -hmm. Um, They won it because they probably bid it a lot lower, which means that they have lower labor categories in which they can charge, Mm -hmm. um, especially if it's a government contractor, right? Right. So they they won it because they're gonna charge a lower rate and make a higher profit profit off of the company, which means you, the employees, suffer. Right. But guess what? They usually have qualifications in those bids that say they have to be able to staff the project in X amount of days and without you, and they can't staff it, they could be in default of the contract. Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect opportunity to say, nope, this is what I'd like to have to do a batch. Yeah, no, I was in a great position too because my my boss that I was actually on site with was like, that doesn't work for that company. He was government. He was like, he like hire Tiffany and no one else. Like, so it was like, I was really in a great position because it, they didn't help, even have an opportunity to look elsewhere. <laughs> so it wasn't even like I, I was, I was the leverage. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That is really That's good. Awesome. I remember, um, two situations where two different black women in particular, like um, I remember one, I was, she was an admin and we were having like a company party and she had some like red bottoms on. And I remember our CFO being like, oh, we must pay you too much. Oh, since you can afford that. And she was just like, actually, I went to Michael's and painted these bitches. <laughs> but it doesn't well, even was, matter. Well, one, right, it's none right. of your business how I spend my money. Right. Two, at the time, like her, she had a very successful Partner. Side business. Oh, okay. Part- so her partner was the one that bought her the shoes. And because she, she had like designer, but that's besides the point. Because I remember right. it reminded me of my aunt. She's a government contractor as well. Like she was a very, um, like higher, not C suite, but like still an executive. And she got a new Mercedes. And she was like, oh, I'm not driving. I remember I lived with them at the time. And she's like, oh, I'm not driving my new car to work because I don't want anyone to know what I drive in case they question how much I make. Right. And so I think, I don't know if like, if um, Shamisa or anyone else at the table has like ever like downplayed how much they make or like not brought, if they have a big purchase, they don't 
bring it into work so people aren't questioning Mm -hmm. their salary. Before you respond on that, I think the other view of it is maybe at your place of business, you're expected to look a certain part, regardless of how much money you have, Mm -hmm. or even if you do have the money. So it's like when you're in a certain level within a company and people question like what you drive to work, um, not, not to put nobody out, but like, that put them out. No, I know certain individuals <laughs> in higher companies that violence. people are like, Always. "Are you you driving that you driving that car to work?" Like, Go ahead and tell the story. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> oh yes. So Misa, what happened? Go ahead, Misa. You tell, you tell your own story. So, honestly, so. And I, I'm grateful to God because I, I know that I can't do anything without him. And, and it's because of him that I've achieved the success. My definition of yes, success Pastor. might be. So um, I, this is not of me. It's all of him. But um, I have done well progressing through my company. It was a um, prior uh, to going public. We were, you know, privately held and very much acted like a firm. Um, and so you progress through certain levels and they have very traditional titles like consultants and principals. And so when you elevate, um, they do, they expect you to have a certain persona about you, a certain mm-hmm. presence about you, the way you look, the things that you wear, um, all of those things come into play. And honestly, I've never subscribed to any of it um, other than how I personally like to look. It has never been because they expect it. I just. There's a personal presence I like to have. Mm-hmm. And like um, today, when you look glam, but you think you look uh, deep. Mm-hmm. Literally, one day we, we were uh, down the street from our main campus doing a training session. And um, we were having, you know, my husband's a mechanic. And so we were having some car issues at the time. But because he's a mechanic, um, there's never ever quote unquote an old car in our fleet of cars. Right. It, his Come his on, perspective is it runs it. and right. it's safe. Um, so we never were the type to buy new cars all the time. And so um, I honestly pulled up in my granddad's Ford F one fifty. It's a ninety six, um, and it had the snowplow blade on it and everything and people were looking at me like did she really just drive that in here i sure did because it runs (laughs) and it's my granddaddy's truck and so um i got a lot of looks a lot a lot of looks like wow like almost like body shame looks like Mm. because i didn't drive the right car Mm. into the garage because once you achieve certain levels in our organization you can park and reserve spots um, hey. And so people can see you like mm-hmm. when you're getting out because they all park on one floor of a garage. And I was like, this is me. Mm-hmm. You, I'm, oh, I'm going to be me. But Nicole, you're right. There are expectations. Um, I have a different car now. And all of a sudden people like, you know, go to dinners and things like that. They're like, oh, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also still have a 1995 uh, Toyota uh, Camry that's got chip paint and everything else on it, but guess what? It might run, yeah. or I might drive an old beat up station wagon. It still runs, 
but people have these perceptions, but I'm not necessarily worried about them because right. I'm about trying to build wealth for my children. That part. Like, yeah. I just be like, listen, don't worry about what I drive. Just make sure I get my check is right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Unless you got one <laughs> job. Sure one job. job. If you got more questions, job. add some to it. Right. Yeah. But there are expectations. But so That's back it. to the question at hand, like, should I wear my red bottoms to work if I'm like a junior staff member or can I wear a certain label of clothing or can I wear a, you know, or have a certain, you know, type of bag? Um, am I sending indiscreet messages um, that maybe you're paying me too much? That to me is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, we never know what anybody's um, individual wealth might be. They may have a very, you know, rich uncle or a rich father or mother. We don't know where their finances are. Some people invest their money and do very, very well mm -hmm. and are quite happy being in the positions that they're in, they still want to add value and work. They may not even need to work. Um, mm, yeah. So we can't make those types of judgment calls in the workplace. And any manager who would do that would probably end up in our office. Mm. Oh, okay. So like someone shouldn't be, so as an HR person, someone doesn't necessarily need to be concerned about like not flaunting their wealth, but like, I guess the luxuries of their life individually, they don't have to worry about that at, in a workplace. I'm not saying you don't have to worry about it. I'm saying it shouldn't that that is should not be the norm um, okay. in a workplace. Um, I honestly n never promote um, anyone not being who they are or coming uh, up and looking like they're comfortable like mm. my thing is come to work and be you. Don't check yourself at the door mm -hmm. and if that means I'm going to have a Tory Burch bag with some red bottom shoes and you know I've got two carat diamond studs in my ears whatever have you if that's you that's you like right. show up and be you um I honestly think it'd be hard-pressed to believe that um most workplaces would tolerate that especially larger companies I do see some inappropriate behavior in smaller companies that are allowed to get away with that because they're not governed sometimes by the same regulations. But mm -hmm. I would not encourage people to check themselves at the door. Mm -hmm. That's not inclusive. Okay. Mm. Mm. That's really good. I feel, this has been such an like eye-opening yeah, competition for me. Like I feel like I've been writing things down just you know for a future reference for me. Um, unless anyone has any more, I kind of want to go. I would love, Shamisa, if you wouldn't mind just like leaving with like some tips or takeaways that you would, you've already dropped a million gems, but like if you had anything else that you would like to leave like job seekers with or people that are looking to elevate their current position or anything like people, they, like if you have anything like that, I would love to end it there. Unless yeah. anyone else has any conversation or um, any questions. I think I've shared um, some some little nuggets, you know, hopefully they're helping somebody. Um, yeah, sure, but me, me. Not little, large. I, um, I, I'll, I'll leave with this um, because I'm certainly always happy to give advice and counsel. You know, Nicole has my number. I, For bookings, I just, lots of just her manager, manager. I'm her manager, so I can get a percentage of whatever. 10%. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can always coach and advise on the side, especially when it comes to employment matters and unjust treatment. That is my area that I love to counsel people in. But um, it should be a, I, a business for you, honestly. You haven't done it already. <laughs> I'm going to call you tomorrow. Um, here are two things I'd love to leave you with. And I am a big believer in this because we started to talk a little bit about like what can you show up to work with. And um, 
I'm also a certified um, instructor for the Bold and Inclusive Conversations. We can't talk about that at work series. And um, oh, there okay. is um, an individual there um, who taught the class. I actually was under her teaching and um, I love her. Her name is Brittany Janae and she's got her own site and everything. And she has um, copyrighted the, the it's called liberated love notes to yourself. So mm. if I were going to leave you with anything and I look at one of these every day, um, Carol, you may remember me. Uh, remember when you were consulting me, you told me to put um, strong affirmations to make sure that I completed my journey towards my MBA. Mm -hmm. And so I pull out one of these liberated love notes every day Aww. and remind myself of who I am. So for those who are in the job market, I live you with this liberated love note, and it's not mine, again, Brittany Janae. Um, it says, I am not deficient. I am not inadequate. I am enough. I am everything. Mm. I am powerful. I have power. My power is not intended to be asserted over others, but my power is one that is shared and used to uplift others. So hopefully you've experienced some of that today, yes. um, trying to uplift people in their job searches, but just know that um, you definitely are not deficient. So ask for what you're worth. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Doctor. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's one of our affirmations, like for this. So Thank so you good. so much. We appreciate you. Thank you, sister. Yes. Thank all you, right. Lisa. Yes, we appreciate Happy you. podcasting. Love you all. <laughs> thank, thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Oh, that's my sister, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you beaming, right? Yeah. I don't even need to take notes. I, you know. I'll just call her again. She right. I just call her back. I'm, I'm like, run that back one more time. Yeah, I know. That was so good. I feel like so many. Like I said, I have a page full of notes. I don't even in the job market, but I'm like, I need to share with everybody. This Listen, is good. I keep being like, am I in the job market? And now I definitely am. <laughs> right. <And then> now. <laughs> we in here. Right. We outside, y'all. Well, we probably should have asked her like, if you're already in a job, like how, if you feel like you're undervalued, what your leverage is. Mm, that's leave a good him. question. No, but if you don't want to, I mean, of course you can leave, but if you like your job, but you feel like you're oh, not being compensated, yeah, yeah. Like what, is, what do you do from there? You know, if I, I had to- the great questions when the person's gone. I, to be honest with you, I think I know how she would answer that. Okay. Oh. Only because her and I probably have had this conversation before. If you don't feel like you're being valued, then go where you are being valued. Period. And then sometimes you can use that as leverage in your current workplace. Mm -hmm. Like I am thinking about leaving. I was offered X. Yeah. Right. Do you want me to say and can you match it? If not, then yeah. right. Again, that was leave. This is, <laughs> right. That leave was the secondary story. To, that same manager that it. tried to lowball me was uh, my, my manager at the time got an offer elsewhere and he was like i don't want you to leave like let me see if we can match it and then she told him what he was making and he's like we can't match that and he's like honestly you know you're being overpaid there not overpaid and i was like how did you think you were going to keep her saying that wow right are you crazy what's wrong with you I remember also it's not your money yes right. do you i don't know why you're like and why this? do you get to put a value a dollar amount on my, my value i remember the job that i left um, I told them, of course, like, hey, I was offered this position. I'm leaving. He was like, oh, we were just about to promote you, blah, 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 blah. But it was never, he never said, what can we pay you more mm -hmm. for you to stay? Mm -hmm. You just going to give me a title change? Right. No. Right. That's not going to keep me. <laughs> I've also been asking for you to change something for years. Mm. And you refuse to change it. So if you really valued me, do those we would have had, you know, we yeah. would have had a conversation. We wouldn't even be here. Right, right. we wouldn't be, because I actually loved working there. Right. But 
don't say now, oh, we were thinking about promoting you. No, you can't do that. How long were you thinking about promoting me before you right. did it? Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were thinking about it? And, right. and how long do you have to think about it if it's just a title change? Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. You going to pay me more? In the words of my daddy, a good the space table. table. <laughs> In the words of my daddy, a good space table. You think wrong, you think wrong. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I was him like... <laughs> I'll give him the bugs money. No. no. <laughs> I'm out. I'm upset. Um, okay. I would say Dwight, my godfather Dwight, he ended up working um, a, a little bit in HR, which had he had no background. But his thing always was, before even getting to, to the HR sector, is if you don't feel like you're getting what you deserve, right. leave. Because the company's bottom line is the company's bottom line. Mm-hmm. It ain't got nothing to do with you. That's fine. And, right. and you know, you could love the people you work with. You could love everything about the job except for the compensation. Love and, the bills. And, okay. And the only, and he said, and when he tells most people too is, if you want to come back, you can, but then you'd have that bargaining tool, That's to, true too. tool to use because then they don't have to pay you any more than mm-hmm. they are currently paying. And if they are saying no, leave. Yeah. Oh, I think this girl blew up. I can't remember what my initial point was, but anyways, <laughs> this initial girl, she blew up because she was working remotely during the pandemic. And a lot of people were looking to do that because they were realizing like, I don't need to be in an office. Right. So if I can work from anywhere in the world, I don't have to work from America. I can work in a place where cost of living is much lower. Mm-hmm. And so that's what she did. And so she grew her following. She got a, a new job and she was talking about how what the new job, not what the new job is, like not where she's working, but like what the compensation is for the mm-hmm. new job and how she negotiated for it. And, you know, she was transparent about some of the L's that she took along the way, how many times she interviewed, how many interviews, how many mm. places she interviewed, stuff like that. But I just thought that that was so insightful in, in a realm of, I don't know, I just feel like it's not clear. I feel like in, unless you're like in the back end of a corporate company you're working in their hr department or you're working on their finance department like maybe it seems very apparent to them but it's not apparent Mm -hmm. right outside of that even when you are using um websites like the end and door and and linkedin and things like that like you know sometimes the ranges are really wide for Mm -hmm. like what your experience is or your region that so the median yeah. is like nationwide yeah not regional so it it just is i i don't know i i i think that the i think that salary transparency is kind of dangerous when it's like i know what the person next to me is making i can understand where that can be precarious right i think that it's different when you really understand like not just like a, a range of 40k like mm-hmm. what that job description can be making because like project management you can be it's like a hundred case yeah. swing depending right. on the industry mm-hmm. right but i think that it, it can be very beneficial when you're seeing like an objective view on someone that is like leaving a business or starting a new job things like that that can be really eye-opening into either what you need to get in order to be making that or what you could be making right now. See, my thing is, I think it's like, I think about it as like, why is salary so taboo, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why is it taboo now? And it's likely because someone decided that they're, so like, okay, I'm not gonna mince words. Say it how you feel it. So like, typically this, (laughs) I remember you know. So it's likely a white man Right, Mm -hmm. who's making significantly more than a woman counterpart, likely a person of color, right? Mm -hmm. So it's taboo, which we expect, 
At this right. Point, at this point, right. So we're expecting that this white man is making more than a woman or a color. And I'm just going to speak from women because typically men of color make more than women of color, right? Yes. So it's only taboo because they're make, they know they're making more than their female of color right. counterparts, right? Oh, okay. So if going. it wasn't... So if you were all just... <laughs> Transparent and not had right because we because the equity because the pay increases were equal it wouldn't be taboo if we were all making the same for the same job the problem is that we're not but here is the other side of that coin is if that man finds out that the woman next to him is making more than him but even okay let's add another layer to it (laughs) even if maybe they're not. More so why it's taboo is I don't want you to know how much I'm making. So then that way you don't know how much to ask for. It's In terms only, of a company. Right. In oh, no, term, that's clear. Well, it's I mean, very clear that that's why. It's very clear. But even like when people go, okay, do your research, know how much that this position pays for. Maybe that position will pay me something different than some random white man. And or, hold on, let me take it back to the, to the actual context. The... The, the white man in this scenario may not <laughs> the protagonist mm-hmm. yes <laughs> the white man is the antagonist <laughs> <laughs> the antagonist yeah the antagonist you're right it's not I the mean, protagonist is the hero yes you're right so maybe he doesn't want you to know because if in if in case you go well my counterpart is being paid this what it almost creates a veil if 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 you allow me to say it. like if you will yeah, if you will, like it, it <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> it almost creates this, this not even a boundary, like a. You, it's a protection. I, do, I feel like the only it's person who's taking the L here can, is the company. Oh no, I think no. the people that are taking the L are the employees. No, no, I mean sure. overall. So if we were all transparent, like you're like, hey, I make fifty, I make sixty, I make forty, I make thirty, right? Sorry, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying this as an example, right? Uh, the okay. only person. So uh, if you were like you're making, and we're all doing the same job, right? If you're like, oh, and the highest person paid here is Tiffany, who's making sixty. You could be like, oh, you're making sixty, and we're doing the exact same job. I need to either ask my current, we're all max my employer to pay me more, or I'm leaving. Okay, the only wait. person in this situation who's taking an L here is the um, company. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like if there's oh, if there's transparency okay. across the board. Okay. okay, but here's the difference: is that if we're doing the same job, but I have more experience. Mm-hmm. Say, what does that mean? But typically, it, that's and that's a, that could be case. a thing. But say we were all equally qualified, and we're all making difference, which is the pay disp- disparity that's wow. happening across the board in terms of gender and race, mm-hmm. which so, is what we're seeing, right? Yeah, but that's not how salaries are gauged. Because right. even when you when you look at different job openings and you look at certain job openings, and they have like the what we expect this person to do, right? And then at the very end, it's like. 15 years of experience, 10 years of experience. All of that is to differentiate payrolls. Right. All of that is to differentiate the age, really, right. which I don't know if we're oh. that's really allowed mm. to be said, but it's really to differentiate age experience, experience. Yeah. and pay rates. Right. Right. So no company wants a young person. I don't person know really. that it's the same because right. wow. I know that like in a situation where I have a college degree, there can be an employee that doesn't have a college degree, but we're both doing the same job. Maybe she has more experience than me. I don't know how that's it's my education age. versus experience. Yeah, and that can be problematic in the workplace. No, and I totally agree with you. I guess what I'm saying is like transparency, I feel like is only detrimental 
to the employer versus the employees. Like if, if all employees were transparent about what they were making, the only person that could possibly be negatively affected is the man. But what I'm saying is I, I don't agree. I okay. don't agree when it's peer to peer, like if we're working in the same workspace. I think that like industry-wide, sure. So what's the negative, if I know? The negative is that I can now be an asshole to you every day because I know you work, you make more than me. So right. I can make your workplace a living hell because I just don't want to fuck with you because I think that I should be making more than you and I don't. She right, so that's what I'm saying. So then I can either ask for us to be equal because you're making work miserable work for me, but we have the same... We're doing the same job, but so I'm making less. Do? I but, but I feel like if there's transparency, I now have the inf- the knowledge well, to make an informed decision. But it's not up to you. But, it is though. Because I can either miserable. leave, I can either ask for more, I can leave. No, yeah, but yeah. leaving takes time. Yeah, one, and you may it takes not want time. to. Two, it may but not that's, be. That's on me as an employee because I now have all the information that I need to make a decision. I all do I'm agree with that. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I like I'm, the information. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not saying that you don't have a choice in the matter, but if you loved your job before and now payment transparency has created an animal uh anim- animosity in your workplace for right. you like that's shitty for you right I s- N- I, not that you can't change it and, guess, but there's nothing you did wrong you didn't do anything to create that work environment but you still have to deal with it you no, shouldn't I have totally, to deal with it. i totally agree with you. i guess i'm just saying it's just like i for me personally i would rather have all the information like cards face up so that I can make an informed decision for me and for my family, whether it's take the L and make less, but enjoy working where I'm at or make a decision to search for something and make more. But at least I have all the information. Yeah. I would rather have all the information than not. And you're making more than me. Because typically the person who's a lot, I'm not even saying typically, a lot of times the person who's in a lower position is doing more work, at yeah. least more of the grunt like work, the grunt work, which is do. like the heavy lifting. Now, I'm not saying managers aren't they don't they have to oversee people. They have to do like, the work is different. But a lot of the grunt work goes to the people who are making less money. Yeah. So if I at least have the, all the information, whereas if we're doing the exact same work, regardless of my education and my years of experience, if we're doing the exact same work and you're making significantly more than me. I can now make a decision if I want to stay because I enjoy the people that I'm working with or leave and go with all of the rigmarole that goes with leaving and trying to find a new job. So only have, good for, they're saying it's only, you're saying that's only good for the person at the bottom. What about, they're concerned about the person on the top. Right. So I right, mean, but if I'm at the top, I'm I, I'm assuming I'm making more of the people that I'm managing. No, I'm at the top of that equation. So the. You mean, oh, the person who's in the same level yes. of making more? Yes. Oh, that's you. What? But, but also what that disparity of like how I'm how much more I'm making than you can be problematic too. Explain. Can you like explain? If I don't, if I think that I'm making X more than you, but I'm really only making A more than you. But we're in the same work? No, but I'm your manager. Okay. That can be problematic. It could be. So like say I'm your manager, I'm, but I'm only making five grand more than you. So... I can't even say it's a funny story, but there's a team of individuals that actually make varying in price, but they do the same thing. And some of it is because of tenure. Some of it is because of there's like one individual that is a different level than the others, um, but they were hiring for a position and the position called for a much lower um 
lower level than the rest, which wasn't the which apparently isn't the norm, but nonetheless, that's what it was. Um, and of course, the justification was, um, I guess, hire the individual at a lower level, so then that way there is room for growth. Mm-hmm. When the standard prior to that individual was everyone got hired at this. Like X amount of dollars? No, level. level. Le- okay, so what does that, can you clarify what that means? So if if a company has like a hiring structure, maybe it's consultant and then senior consultant, associate, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. or level one, level two, and then maybe below level one, there's like the, not admins of the world, but like- Entry level. Right, very okay. super entry level. Mm-hmm. Um, and first things first, <laughs> I pop the freaks all the honeys. <laughs> oh my god! Playboy bunnies. I love her way. Making money. No, no. I one? love your ADD mind. All right, so go ahead. No, it's fine. I, I thought somebody would jump in. It's fine. <laughs> you tried for a long time too. You hold on to that thing for a second. <laughs> anyway, so the the. Original people on this team already make varying prices, even though they are the same level mm-hmm. based on, like Tiffany said earlier, based on experience, based on whatever. But So level in terms of job title correct, only. Correct. Okay. But maybe experience is different. Okay. Maybe tenure is different. So the salaries of apparently these individuals are fairly different, right? Mm-hmm. So the individual that was being hired apparently got hired at a much lower level than the rest, even though they're doing the same work. And the expectation is that not only that they do the same work, but I guess grow into the role, which I mean, kind of makes sense. Because yeah. if you have to, there's uh, there's things that you have to learn on a job you right. have to grow into the role. But ultimately, I believe everybody on the team is like, the standard is like, being lowball because of the greater good for the company as mm-hmm. to me like it's the it's the firm that benefits and not necessarily the employees right and so in that case you're saying pay transparency is not beneficial because oh, all no. of our okay so what are you saying i'm no no i'm agreeing like i'm agreeing that no it's not beneficial okay because, because our because of the our individual qualifications are different even though we're doing the same job right okay you're doing the and same in job. this instance are you saying that the the pay disparities are warranted yes in a way because again there is tenure involved mm-hmm. there um a level of experience involved so but i would think so even if Pay transparency across peers is not the move, which I don't I don't know that I advocate for that. I think that it is really beneficial knowing industry wide, like what the norms are. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to maybe know what the person across from me is making. I can see how that can create a precarious workplace. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it would be interesting to know, like the algorithm that makes up salaries mm-hmm. from the company, like yeah. what it is that what has the most weight, what creates 
your pay scale and what your right. real limit is, your what your roof is, what your cap is before you need to either be promoted or move or things like that. I think that that would be very beneficial and it is a way of being transparent without being toxic. I think yeah. that it would, I can't really think of who wouldn't benefit from that. I think company, employer, employee, peers, everyone really wins from something like that. Yeah, I think the, the one of the jobs I worked for when I was a government contractor, they had, um, like, uh, qualifications, I guess, that you had to meet before you could make it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear, like, in order to be, so if you're at, like, consultant, you had to master X, Y, Z before you could become senior consultant. So every year during your evaluation, you had to kind of, put down how you have mastered each level Mm -hmm. to then justify moving you to your next level. And so that way, at least I know if I can't do ABC, I know I'm not being promoted this time because I can't do B. Mm -hmm. But I know for this year, I need to master B so that I can work towards promoting. When you don't have that like clear structure on how to be promoted to me that it's very confusing on knowing how i can right i'm just i'm I'm assuming and i'm dumb i'm fighting towards something that i don't even know what your baseline is right and to me that's very important i as much as even in that position i felt like i was being lowballed but at least i knew what i had to do to be promoted and to make more i've never had a job since then that was that transparent about like what you had to do to be promoted. And I don't know if that's like a government contractor thing. It's not because I don't have that. Okay, because I was a government contractor in that position and it was very clear on what I had to do. I've never had that since I got out of the government, government. contracting world. It must be because I've never seen that. But I've I miss it a lot. Well, then that's the thing that I don't I, like about, what I've never liked about that is the bias that comes in when you're doing assessments based on, as a manager, mm-hmm. right? If there's, if you don't mesh well with the person how that could be the reason why you don't promote versus yeah, it's something new personality exactly everything to do with my job performance exactly yep that's, yeah. there's that's also super- like a it can be precarious in that sense because that's kind of what i'm dealing with now at my job is that like uh based on our contract we have to achieve xyz but it's not based on our contract and i've been on this contract for years and this wasn't previously a requirement when I got the job it wasn't a requirement it became a requirement like after a few years after I've been on the job that I needed to be level one of X mm-hmm. it doesn't actually have anything to do with my job mm-hmm. so then it can also become problematic in the sense of like it's just like checking boxes mm-hmm. for like either use of like contract billing bidding contracts things of that nature so that they can tell their government client that they have it that oh these people are trained in this so they've done this even if it's not actually anything to do with their actual job so mm. where where does that feel negative to you it just feels performative like, like i don't like i i did the training and i did it to say that i did it because it became a requirement for me even though i've been doing the same job without that but did you have to did you come out of pocket for any of this stuff or was it no no it's not any, it's not like that it just is like added to my workload for no reason like it's not i literally mm-hmm. have no way to enact what i learned mm-hmm. on my job based oh. on the need of the job i yeah. got you uh, yeah. i feel you i just feel like if it's gonna make me more money i don't care it didn't 
That's what I'm saying. Oh. It just became <laughs> <laughs> it just became a requirement for the position I already held. Oh, okay. See, for me, it was like I need to get the certification to get promoted to make more money. So I'm, no. even though I don't use the certification, like, you've been doing this job, but now the government says that you need to have this to do this job, oh. even though you've been doing this. And job you're not going to pay me without more? doing this. Oh. I mean, we get pay raises every year. No, no, no. no. I mean, to, not cost no, of living. I no. mean, a percentage. Listen. Off camera, we will have a real conversation oh, okay. about. See, okay, okay, okay. And no, I feel you. Like, I, like, I haven't gotten paid more to do with this job. No, I feel like I'm okay with doing. I'm okay <laughs> with the like performative, just to like put a stamp and make me. Because I got a, I did it for certification. One, I'm not going back to school to get a master's. Like I just feel like that's unnecessary. But I did get certifications because I knew it would make me more viable in the job market. Yeah, I wish that's what I had done. And now I'm like, I should get my PMP. Oh, so mm-hmm. I'm saying like I will even if it doesn't help my job. If you're gonna pay me more for having this at the end of my name, yes. fine, I'll do it. I don't really care, especially if you're gonna pay for it to be done and you're gonna pay me more for having uh-huh. it. I don't care. But if you're gonna make me do this and you're not gonna pay me more, then I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? I don't know, understand why we're doing <laughs> what this. What am I doing? Yeah, like that doesn't make sense to me. But if you're gonna pay me more to take this class and get certified, sure. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take your class. I don't care. I don't, yeah. like, I'm going to do it. Run me my money is what I'm at at the end of the day. <laughs> money. Yeah. I need that. But um, I do think um, it's very interesting. I do think uh, transparency has, I do see from this conversation, I do see the pros and cons from it. Um, I just, especially if we're staying, I just, at the end of the day for me always is being armed with knowledge Mm -hmm. and always letting me make the best decision for me based on the truth. Mm -hmm. That's what's always very, and that's in like professionally, personally, life, life, anything, like just give me all the information so that I can make an informed decision. That's how I run my life in general. Um, Whether I'm, and if I have all the information I stay and I'm dumb, then that's on me. You know what I mean? Like, I I can be dumb in Mm -hmm. here. At least I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you just can't or it's not even about it. Dumb for who? Like, sometimes just like your your decision making is based on your needs, what you want, your comfortability, like all of those things. And none of that is wrong. Yeah. Like, so I don't think. I guess it'll be stupid and and not wrong. No, but I don't consider that stupid. Like, if you're well informed, if you have all that you need in order to make a change, but you just that you don't want to make that change that just yeah. make you dumb mm-hmm. that just makes it the right decision for you and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that i, I think yeah, that there, there needs to be a little bit of i feel like social media makes it like really popular to like right now yeah. there is like a very a black and white well right now there is like it's very popular to like if you want to maximize your ability to make well like wealth and you want to maximize your ability to be who you want to be and blah, 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 you need to job hop. You need to, like, not stay in the job for more than two to three years. And that was eye-opening for me. But it also, you also have to ask yourself what you're losing in doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there isn't enough of that side of the conversation yeah, on social media right that. now that's happening. But I think that, you know, there are pluses and minuses to both. But yeah. the, making the decision that's right for you doesn't make you dumb. Yeah. Is all I just want to clarify yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I do have one more if we're willing to do one more. Okay. Do it. Caveat. Yeah. So another meme that we saw was um, on Spiritual World's Instagram page, and it says, when black people respond, that's business, or the game's the game to other black people struggling to enter a similar space. It translates to me as, I suffered to get here, so I'm going to gatekeep for a system that doesn't value me and makes 
and make sure others suffer too, because why else would you want to continue practices that bar and or exploit people like you? Um, and please don't, this person also said, and please don't come up here attempting to rationalize the abuse of white supremacy and capitalism. That's never the hill to die on. Um, so I feel like, <clears throat> I thought that was a good like uh, meme to wrap this conversation on. Like we're kind of always like, well, I had to do this to get here Mm-mm. and you need to do the same thing. Like, is that like a crab in the barrel mentality that we've always grown up on? Or is it in kind of making people like, I worked hard, you got to work hard? Or are we kind of like extending the hand and bringing people up to where hearts so they don't have to go through the same things that we had to go through Ooh, to get to where we're let at? Let me say this, as, as African-American people, um, or black or whatever you would like to call yourself of that hue. Um, I think there have been uh, where when I hear about individuals not helping the next, I always find that so interesting to me mm-hmm. because I believe our history has been that. You yeah. know, for us to even get to where we are now, I think about my dad and his close friends and um, I remember one of my other friends from Michigan got a chance to meet them and hang out, hung out with them. And these are, um, I guess we say middle to some of them are a little upper um, class uh, black individuals and watching them where they're at and what they've done to get there. Uh, I hear them all the time, all of them, um, very successful black and men, men and women, but they always talk about the individuals they've helped along the right, way right and it's just been that and he and they have encountered individuals to who to your uh, to this tweet's point um who have not embraced that part of them and i and are always confused not confused because they know i've seen it enough to know okay this is the type of person this person is going to be okay fine but it's very interesting when they inter um, they interact with those individuals because they always you hear them talk about amongst themselves um, about how that just did never got anyone anywhere and it's not doing them any service and mm-hmm. it's not helping anyone in in that case um, because they all know it's been somebody else who has even if it's within their job description right. but they've still pulled up somebody else if it's not within their job description great but that's where the only reason where they are of to why they're where they're at currently and i don't know regardless of hue uh or race or whatever you want to call it um anyone who has not had that happen it just does not bode well for anyone when you don't do that yes you struggled and but i guarantee you in your struggle somebody else helped you yeah nine times out of ten there is no way in the world that you got through without not one person helping you yeah and that feeling of how you felt when that happened ought to be how everyone lives and if you can't live like that then i feel like you just need to live on an island by yourself because there's it doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't have to be equitable to a job but a lot of it is mm-hmm. and but in any situation there's going to be somebody who's helped you along the way so to then say oh i've done it all on my own no baby you have not right We're never have you thought you had and maybe you have ostracized yourself because you felt that way and now the people who helped you might even been glad to have helped you but there has been somebody who has and you have to acknowledge that and be I think the catalyst of that in everything you do and I love doing it in in ways I don't even have serious you know abilities to do and maybe I'm like I know somebody Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell somebody about somebody about somebody because I feel like that's gonna help 
more people, if not myself, it has helped me in relationships as far as friendships, close co-workers, everything. Because of that, I've I've benefited whole way around. I don't understand people who don't understand that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm not like a, I guess I'm not like a company girl. I'm like a I'm like a person's person. So like if I know something, if you tell me something and I can connect you with someone that can elevate you and what you're interested in, whether that benefits the company that I work for or not, I'm going to arm you with that. Again, I'm going to arm you with all the information that I possibly can so you can make the best decision for you. I remember at a job, this girl was like, oh, I really want to do this. I happened to come across a job outside of our company that matched very closely with what she said she wanted to do. So I gave her, I sent her the information. Like, I don't know if this, I don't know if you want to transition. But, it would mean quitting. Right. But here is, and you can do what you want to do. And I will always be that person. Cause I agree. Like you should always be promoting people advancing for themselves. Mm-hmm. Whether that's where, if, if that's what companies are doing. Right. And if we can well, do it, if you can do it where you are currently cool, but if you can't, do it also. Right. It is what it is. Like I think what you say all the time, like whose money is this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that will forever be my yeah, mentality like, because I still don't it? understand when people yeah. are like really like stringent with like what opportunities they want to offer you and oh I don't want to lose you for who? Yeah. For what? Right. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not. It's not coming out of my pocket. Like, like, none, of, like yeah. none of what currently at my job, like none of what I'm doing is like. And somebody else can do the shit. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm just gonna tell it like it is. Like yeah. I, I like the people that I work with, but I'm not doing anything that is like no one else can do the shit but me. Yeah. And that just is what it is. I'm just gonna like call a spade a spade. So like I'm just like if you are preventing me, and I feel like that has happened at my job, which is really what sickens me about my current position is because, like in the same turn, like my boss that got like is the reason that I got hired on this new contract is like the same reason that I've been pigeonholed in the same job is because. Mm-hmm he adores me which is great and he's like oh i want you to succeed i want you to achieve but no one else feels comfortable like putting someone else in my position because he know they know that he is hard-nosed but is very comfortable with me right do you feel like you're being fairly compensated what's fairly compensated i don't know that that's on that's what you feel it is and no okay okay so like i just feel like in a space where like i I have grown personally, like I personally have developed myself outside of this role that is my job. Like my company is aware of that and has not compensated me for that. So do you feel like you're being, do you feel like you personally are pigeonholing yourself because you don't want to leave this person hanging? I would say that that may have been the case previously, but now I also just feel like it, it's also like time and opportunity. So there, I've had a lot of life changes. So mm-hmm. like me changing my job hasn't felt opportune that until like no maybe biggie. right now. Mm-hmm. But like before that, like he, he was about to retire. So then it felt like, well, I should wait until like that happens. And then I should like help with the transition. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, a little bit of is that me feeling that loyalty. But yeah. I also just feel like I know that our company has like opportunities for like upward mobility. But like, I just don't feel like anyone that has, that feels like they are very close to me and we've had a long working relationship is actually interested in my career growth. And mm-hmm. I don't put that on anybody else. I don't think that that is anybody else's job. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is I think that if I was in other position, if I was in a position where I was like, so closely adhered with my client because my client loves me, then that would, I just don't feel like that would be the case. Not mm-hmm. it, to me, it sounds like you're being loyal to a fault. 
Right. Yeah. Default being you. No, no, no. I I agree. I'm not even like I'm not even trying to put it on anybody else. Like mm-hmm. I I definitely agree with you, and so that's why I was taking those questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, sweet queens, we're all about you know Listen, getting what we deserve. Yes. Pregnancy packed or not? Oh. Job change or not? Okay, sorry, go ahead. I mean, no. <laughs> well, okay, but so to Sire was speaking on something, and I think it also about people helping other people. I know from myself, don't laugh. No, I'm laughing. No, I was slurping really sorry. hard, <laughs> but not on purpose. I'm sorry. Together. Lord Jesus. I'm going to pour another one. Just, or just drink. Up. <laughs> okay anyway sorry so i think it also speaks to the demographic and your personality right because i feel like people in a, in a older generation i remember so vividly hearing like people in my grandfather's generation is like it's about helping the community mm-hmm. it's about making mm-hmm. sure that everybody has what they need like if you think about it, like even in more urban areas it was like it's about having like if someone couldn't come up with their rent i remember hearing yeah. people have rent parties and things like that it's like uh, people coming together and then at some point in time a shift happened and it was like i'm out here trying to get what i need i'm hustling right it's to like no sleep i'm a right. hustler i'm a hustler and it's about me and my pockets and how i got to get mine for me um but i know for myself at work i'm all about like if you have what you need, then I'm going to have what I need. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. And go ahead. No, finish your thought. And 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 even so I ha- I do manage a team and there's an individual that I'm just like they are relatively new in in corporate world, but I'm like some things I'm like I do feel like your mom and daddy should have taught you this, but you know, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about mm-hmm. that. Um however, there are other things that I'm just like I'm going to take it upon myself to make sure you have what you need because I do know this. People take advantage of other people in this industry. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to lowball you. They're not going to give you what you're worth. And it is up to you to make sure that you get all of that, period. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes I'm like, Nicole, you should listen to your own advice. But <laughs> it happens to the best of us. It all of us. To the best of us. All of us. Working. They'll be like, girl, change jobs. <laughs> Leave it. Hold on, wait. No, I real like... <laughs> I really hope my boss doesn't. I, 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 I hope your boss it. does hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, that's why I blocked her last week. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 oh. Did you text me to follow the podcast page? What? Yeah, you need to. Oh, I should. <laughs> You're right. She's going to be like, mm, fire her. <laughs> I haven't even talked about her during this pod, just to be clear. No. Because you are listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway i real life told her i said because i have a i have a unique capability to take off hats when i need to mm-hmm. i can be your manager when you need me to be your manager mm-hmm. i can be your mentor when i need to be your mentor mm-hmm. and your mentor is telling you right i better not see you in this job That's in five years right oh period but That's a word okay so you feel like so as a manager because you haven't always been a manager right right so as a manager, you feel you feel a different sense of responsibility to your subordinates to make sure they progress. Yes. Okay. So because you don't want them to be overlooked in the way that you feel like you were overlooked. Yes. Okay. Aww. No, that and that's dope because I feel like you are the personification. Sorry, it's a, it's a small hand clap because 
you feel like you were overlooked and you're still there. So I'm upset with you, but I'm also very proud but of you. But yeah. you have progressed because I remember us you talking have. before and you felt like you were undervalued at your job and you were waiting for an opportunity to feel like you were valued and you finally have gotten the opportunity right. um, where your value matches your compensation. So I, mm. I hope that now you do feel like you're being compensated what you're worth because I do remember having conversations with you where you're right. like, I'm not, if they, the two don't match because you work very very mm-hmm. hard you do in your job i um, do i mean like straight nine to five i could take a, a whole <laughs> lot more money just a whole lot but i feel like you I you feel i feel like you finally got to a point where you're like i'm gonna fight for what i deserve right well and and i did in a, in in a way um again there's still a lot of area for growth mm-hmm. in my like growth where my money at type mm-hmm. growth and um, I do do a lot of work. You do. I do. I'm and and what's crazy is so earlier I was just like I just felt unproductive because there is a very unrealistic expectation that people are in in the industry I work in as well as the company I work for. It's a very unrealistic expectation that you are supposed to be on all yeah twenty four seven time yeah and it can absolutely wear on somebody. However, I have used that to say. I know the things that I learned and I want to impart the, that stuff into other people that are coming up under me. Mm. And I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. And even if it is, how do we how do we maneuver through it? How do we have the conversations with the right people to get you to where you need to be? Right. Um, and even if you don't like I had somebody come to tell me and be like, you know, I just want to let you know that I'm looking good. If that's what you feel like you need in order to grow then do that because it's something that it's one of those things that I learned. Yeah. Maybe didn't necessarily make move on, but I learned it so I can impart that in you. So if you know that, and so my, one of my friend's dad said this on different type of context, but the phrase stuck with me in order to grow, I must go. Mm-hmm. And, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 Please. really <laughs> run right and i'm like it, it made a lot of sense because if you don't feel like you're getting compensated properly if you don't think that you're being valued properly mm-hmm. then sometimes you have to and it took me a really long time because we come from a generation when people are like okay you work there for a year a couple of a two your whole life and then you yeah. right and even then i have a I have a cousin that has worked at the same company I worked twice. Like she, she, she was there, left, came back. No, I think she's leaving again. That's I don't know. very real. Yeah, and it's very real. Here I am, like, oh, it's my eleventh anniversary no. with this company. No, no but so for real, real, because I feel embarrassed with how long I worked for this company. And sometimes I'm like, why? Because sometimes I'm like, Ugh. in our generation, <laughs> it's been no, that long. No, but it's interesting because like. Um, so like related but unrelated. So like my dad, same way. He's been the same company since I think he graduated from college. Like, does he feel like he's fairly compensated? I don't know, but I remember when my dad was going through his cancer treatments and he was supposed to be off on medical leave. People were calling him and yeah. he was taking work calls while mm-hmm. he was literally going through cancer treatments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fucking not. I agree with okay. you. I totally agree with you. And he was like trying. To, I was talking because he's thinking about retiring soon. He was just like going mentally thinking like not feeling guilty for retiring mm. and i was just like sir you were literally in the hospital i remember being in the hospital with him 
technically I was working, but you know, working but not working. <laughs> you were remotely working. Yes, I was remotely working. Telework. You were available Yes, I was online. teleworking. This nigga was working for real. And he was <laughs> literally going through cancer treatments and like, and I'm just like, I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like I'm the slacker no, here. See, no, but that's why I feel like. <laughs> I was just like making sure my thing didn't go to sleep. <laughs> but that's why I feel like it's messed up, especially with a company that you have tenure with. Right. Like yeah. you're co-workers at the very least should be protecting you yeah. should be covering for you should be no i agree i was just like all right if, if you don't if the, i have a co-worker right now at the mla listen why co- are you accepting work costs? my co-worker has a standing two-week hair appointment and when she goes she's like hey i'm out and i'm like i got you <laughs> but wait cancer treatment not everybody you better believe i would be there for but her that's what i'm saying i feel like it's generational or they feel a loyalty to a right. company where we're just kind of like i'm just collecting a check well, i'm here to collect a check they feel like I'm, I'm it's a loyalty thing which whereas you you're like oh my god i've been here for 11 years my dad would be like oh my god i've been here for 20 years this is an accomplishment i'm so proud of myself you know what i mean I like, feel, well, here's what's different for me is i've worked for the same it's it's weird for me because I feel I've worked for the same people for, uh, for four different mm-hmm. companies. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it doesn't, so it doesn't right. So it doesn't look the same on paper but like that is why it's hard to leave. Like I do have a lot of See, it's a I personal mean, connection. More I mean than... I met my husband at this job. Like it is literally okay. like Oh mm-hmm. come on love story. But I mean like <laughs> but it's crazy. Like when I think about it like it a lot of my qualms with leaving are really based around the comfort A with what I no, I can get away with. <laughs> no, I feel you, yeah. And like I feel what you. I really have time to do outside of the work. So yes. like it's like if I leave, like I really have to be prepared to do, do more work. Uh, do a lot do more. Some yeah, right. Work. Yeah. right? And that's and I wanna be doing a lot more, but really I wanna be doing a lot more for myself, but I need to have this one to do it for me. <laughs> I need this job <laughs> so like to fund what, my other business. Right. I, I mean yes. and, and that's like But I also that's the do in 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 addition to that, I do think that I should be making more money like outside of any of those things like it is like hard in the sense of like i do sincerely feel like i'm undervalued at my job but Mm -hmm. i feel like that is that's another conversation neither here nor there but like so it's twofold so i would love to stay working with the people that i know but i would love to have a position that allows me to be at a higher pay grade Mm. right yeah and i think that's where i was at too because like i I think that's really tough. There's a lot of things to weigh when you're thinking about leaving or going to another job. Like it's not just a, a, a it's, lot of people who have left my job and then been like, no, no, right? Because it's like, because <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, as much as we've been talking about compensation, because compensation is important. Like I'm not downplaying that at all. But there's also flexibility. Yeah. Right. There's also co- work culture. Mm-hmm. There's there's like, maternity lot of, leave. There's, that, there's PTO. There is a lot. There's a lot. You depending have to on like consider. what your lifestyle is yeah. and what your plans are for your future. Short-term it is not, disability, it long-term is. disability. It's not just about how much money I'm bringing home every two weeks or once or whatever your pay structure is. Like there's a lot of things to consider. So. Um, and culture is huge. huge. It well probably less important since the panorama, and we're not working in an office anymore. True, but it won't be. I'm not going to nobody's office. Mm. Y- you mm. were never. Yeah, you're right. Which means nothing will change. For me. <laughs> but I remember, like for me, consistency. I, like going into an office. <laughs> 
every single day in that culture even though maybe I wasn't being paid more but like I had I enjoyed being there yeah um so I think there's a lot when you're as a (laughs) person looking for a job there's a lot of things to consider that are not just compensation based that you have to think about when you're thinking about am I being valued yeah and if you enjoy your job yeah or can I work here long term yeah and or even like is long term for our generation whereas long term before it was 20 years and pension for us long term might be five years before i move on to something different yeah. so long term what does long term mean to you as an individual yeah. well, is very different using that equation i've had two different jobs already working at this one five years in a situation but you've been with the same company just in a different role no, right no, no no it's been technically the same same role just got promoted to managing well officially managing that team but same company yeah okay for 11 years so like you've had upward mobility within the same company well because in the role that i'm in specifically it is a hierarchical type growth situation like Mm -hmm. you don't grow unless somebody else moves out the way Mm, that's what happened to me so like even when i got my mba i didn't get they were like oh Right. (laughs) But then when someone left, I got a promotion. And then I was like, why did I go to school? (laughs) Right. Right. See, for me, it's just like I they created my position. Mm. So it on paper, it seems. Come on. Well, because they stopped. They didn't. It was outsourced. So they decided Mm. to bring it in-house. And that's where I'm at. So it's like it seems like there's a lot of potential for growth, but there's nothing on paper saying how do I get promoted. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, that's real. Because same, that's why I'm thinking about getting my PMP because for, like, I just like... Uh, right. Yeah, what's next? <laughs> Where else yeah. do I go? But also for me, I'm like, not going to get, like, for anything else in my, like, or I need an engineering degree. I'm not wait, doing that. So, so like, it makes me think of, during an interview, this one, this one specific, so I actually, this, the person I was talking about, where I was like, I better not see you here in five years. Because during the interview, their questions were on point. I was like, yo, I am impressed. Like, I don't need to write down your questions <laughs> from my interview. Because <laughs> these are good. <laughs> And the question that came was like, is there growth potential? I was like, well, actually, no. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try this. No. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I've been here forever. <laughs> Ever. Wait. Forever. Forever. Well, I was like, uh, before I answer that. Stop! <laughs> Just fucking do something else! <laughs> So, of course, I, I, I made it. I dressed it up real pretty. I was like, well, we do have a situation where... No. A situation in order to promote... The second an uh, employer <laughs> says... Situ- There's a situation where... No. We're already... It sounds like... It doesn't even this sound is like that. This is what you stop. Unless I quit, you're stuck. Okay? That's where it stops. Pretty much. But she works for me now, she fell for the okie-doke. Honestly, working for someone else is a gamble. Mm-hmm. Regardless it of is. what it is, like it's going to be a gamble no matter what. It is a gamble, but I also like, I feel like social media underplays... The stability? Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. I like. I feel like people are like, oh, like get your side business and work for yourself. Wait. And if that, listen, like it has its ups and downs, mm-hmm. but I really feel like regardless of how my my businesses do i continue to plan to work for my nine to five i I love it for nothing else to not pay for my own health care it's worth it to me for me i enjoy the consistency of a check every two i I don't my mind still has not wrapped around like the consistency of making sales month to month like i still like don't 
how do you I still don't understand how people budget and gauge for that I don't yeah. know how it's done right mm-hmm. I'm, I've not reached that tier yet <laughs> no I totally agree with you I'm the same way when people are like I, re- I remember always some people like entrepreneurship is not for me like I enjoy the knowing that I'm going to get the same check right the same times every single month mm-hmm. and I understand that's not for everybody listen I but want that both. was a blessing for me I mean I'm with I'm with Tiff I want both too there I actually followed this lady the other day I just kind of turned her on while while I was working <laughs> go figure <laughs> and she happened to be on the west coast so she was trying to catch the sunrise or whatever so she's like hey guys I just want want to let you know like she was talking and being inspirational or whatever and this one lady, she was talking about her business and she was like, yeah, I have the flexibility to do this because I'm, I'm, I'm my own boss. And then and she actually talked about the great resignation. Mm-hmm. Right. And then this this lady chimes in, I guess, in the chat and she goes, yeah, I just put in my notice this morning. So she was like, well, if I'm the first person, congratulations, sis. But I just want you to know it is no walk in the park. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. And some days are going to be, be great. And some days is going to be real, real rough, which is why yeah. I have to create a routine for myself. Because if I don't and I don't enjoy the sunrise and journal and do these things for my self-care, I... Could possibly lose my mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she even specifically said she was like, some people were like, "Oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to quit my job." Blah blah. blah. And then she's like, "Had I known all the things that I knew, I might not have." Yeah, (laughs) I just helped the one though. I hear that more and more. Same like one thing was never my goal. (laughs) She was actually. She was just like, I think it's very irresponsible to tell people to quit their job without a plan. Yeah, like you and because the goal of how much you need to be making to feel like you can. No, because people think are like, oh, like, oh, this is my take home. So unless I'm making this entrepreneur wise, I can leave. But have you accounted for PTO? Have you accounted for healthcare? Have you accounted for or also maintain that consistency? Right. Like you don't know what your sales are going to be next week. Was it was it December that you made that? Yeah. Was it a one off? Right. Are you consistently making this? This is a lot of things to consider. Exactly. But I think I haven't answered the question about um, the takeaway from whether I think it's like crabs in a crabs in a barrel or if it is. Oh yeah, gatekeeping, and I, my initial takeaway from that tweet was that it was gatekeeping. Mm-hmm. But like in retrospect, I don't know if the person that she hired was black or not. It could have been a white man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but well. my initial takeaway is that it was wrong, regardless. See, but I, I did initially think it was gatekeeping, and maybe it was from the snark of the tweet. But I, I did think that. See, I felt like no one is. <sighs> What's the word? So, like, no one owes you anything. It's kind of, like, how I feel in general. Mm -hmm. So, like, whether it's right or wrong, they don't owe you. No one owes you anything. If they're doing something nice for you, that's out of the kindness of their heart. But they don't owe you anything to be kind. But, like, for me, personally, if I can help the next person be better than I am, then that's... I would prefer to do that than being, like, oh, if I struggle, do you got to struggle? Like, I don't feel like... If I struggle, you got. I feel, kind of feel like if I struggled, but I have takeaways, and you can bypass the struggle, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that for you. Right. But I also don't expect people to be nice to me. Okay. So either. here's where I differ from what you just said. Is it's not that I expect people to be nice. I expect that if you respect me, and you acknowledge that you have more insight than I do, that you educate. From your, but are you expecting your people to do that? Are you hoping that do you do I it? expect my manager to educate me? No, no, not your manager. Yes. Someone 
who is in a position above you, but yes. that doesn't owe you anything. Not that you owe me education, but do I think that if I'm working in your company and I am your underling, is that part of your job? No, I mean, so like yes. before I become your underling. You hired me. No, no, we're mm-hmm. not. I haven't hired you yet. She hired that person. No, no, no. <laughs> well, she offered. I guess. Okay, okay, so, so do you, I, do you, I, the kind of where you're, listen, you're there. I, I understand what there. you're saying, but what what I'm saying is that it doesn't. No harm comes to you for that two sentences. Like it doesn't have to be like a sit down thirty minute like to take the time to impart the same amount that it took you to make that tweet. Mm takes you no time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's about bandwidth. I think that that's about respect. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that that, okay. I, I read that and I was like, wow, that's really bold that you would shame a person for not being educated mm-hmm. as you are okay. in a place mm-hmm. where you have had the grace of knowledge because of your position I just think that that's a little bit gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I find that to be, and we have talked about doing a pod on who we reserve grace for. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect example of how I read that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, you don't know anything about people's upcoming upbringing, education, in-home education, mm-hmm. what their parents have done, what they've done to get to where they are, to be in front of you interviewing for a position. You know nothing about that. And to get in front of them and be like, they lowballed themselves and I don't have the time to do anything for them. So that's what I gave them. Right. But to like make a tweet about them being gross, I think is is very disgusting. Yeah. I, I, I think that that is very deplorable. And I, I, I just like don't agree with that at all. I think that the extension of an olive branch, even if you give them what they asked for, and then once they're hired, be like, listen. Here's what you should do. Should you interview Moving again? Forward. Should you move forward? Should you look elsewhere? Should you want to get a promotion in a year? That's better. But yeah. to, just like this tweet itself is very endemic of yeah. what that person thinks of people who don't have that education. No, I totally agree. I remember um, but at my previous job, we were interviewing for my superior's role like my, who would have been my manager. Mm-hmm. And there, I remember fighting for this one individual because the, so like our company president didn't want to move someone forward that I felt would have been an incredible manager. He felt like some another candidate that we interviewed would have been better. But I pushed for this person because I felt like I wanted to learn from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do understand where you're coming from completely. I just think that, um, and I guess social media in general just makes it seem like if you have the time to tweet about something, you have the time to tell someone directly, mm-hmm. right. which mm-hmm. is where I tell you, <laughs> I, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I do see like where there's a, a fine line between, um, a personal relationship with someone versus not having a relationship with someone. I mean, I definitely understand that, but I also just feel like you don't have to make an example out of that. Oh, no, no, no. I totally agree. Go ahead, Nicole. So... Also keep in mind, the person tweeting, are they the recruiter or like the HR person that writes the letter that delivers the amount or are they the actual hiring manager? Because I know in places where I've seen, there's the hiring manager that does the interview 
And then there's the person that calls you and says, hey, I heard back from the hiring manager. This is what they're willing to give you based off of what you've given them. But are they just the people that really evaluate your experience and tenure and no. whatever? What are they? Who's the person that writes they, the check? They are the like, person are in HR. Yeah, they're just That's, an HR person. Yeah, this person yeah. I offer no, no, a candidate but if you don't this. Interview, right. But also, um, but I, I think it's interesting to learn about this. What, who... <clears throat> Explain it. So <laughs> I know for us, we have the hiring managers and that could be me. It could be my boss or whomever. And is the hiring manager that who does the who conducts the interview? We work with hiring HR manager. to get candidates. Once we have candidates, they set up a schedule for us. Like, what is your availability? Who can you interview and when mm-hmm. we tell them our availability? They schedule these interviews. Yep. We interview and simply tell them who we like. And then the HR does the rest of the contact. So who negotiates? You or HR? HR. So once you wrote, I like this person, HR handles. So you're not deciding their salary. So sometimes not. Sometimes and then sometimes not. What they will tell you is, this is our range. So HR knows what the range is based off of that particular sector's budget. Mm -hmm. So if they say, this is my range, Maybe that candidate contacts HR and says, well, because HR will ask you, how much is it that you are looking for? They tell the HR individual what they're looking for. And then that person comes back with, OK, guys, this is what this person's looking for. Blah, 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 blah. And then up. they circle back. Who negotiates, you or HR? HR. So once you decide, I want this person, HR takes it from there? Yep. Because they're the ones with the money. Right. Well, so, see, for my... This is interesting because my husband's job, that's how he is. Like they interview HR handles all salary negotiations. Right. And every single job that I've interviewed for, the person that I've interviewed with is the person that I negotiate with. But what I'm asking in your situation with when the interviewer is the manager and then the hiring rep is HR, Mm -hmm. how did they come to the conclusions with what the salary should be? Because the management of that sector gives them a range which is above you right which is above me that's right. but it doesn't me, does right? it have anything to do with the actual interview that was taking place no it just says this is the role this is the level and this is how much that like this is how much this role would make this okay. is the scope so i'm trying to figure out how you're correlating it with the tweet like i'm trying I'm, to figure out where it takes place i'm just simply saying the person that made the tweet I would be interested in knowing, are they the hiring manager or are they the recruiter? Because it could potentially be the recruiter saying, well, this person said that it was this, but this is how much they said. So this is how much we're going to pay them because the recruiter and the hiring manager do work closely together. But if there's no push or pull in what that is, then it's going to stay where it is. So would you in your in your particular (laughs) company? Do you have any say on what how much a person makes? Hiring manager, mm-hmm. you mean? Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not that. I'm not that major yet. So I guess that's what I'm saying. So like, say, yes. so like, if you were like, that's hey, I really like this person. I want them to make the higher end. Could you say that? I believe so. Right. I mean, yeah. I think they should be As compensated high- for based on their experience. Yeah. Can you right. say that? I mean, this candidate, and they, but they have even to though they it. ask for say so, okay. So for example, just putting it money wise, say like. The role can make up to 60. The person is asking for 40. You say, I want this person to make 50. Do you have that? No. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's stri- HR strictly in it's HR and upper management. The okay. So because, you have no say in because in even even a, re- a recent hire, I was given this is the role that we're filling. This is how much we are looking for. So take that and run with it. Find a candidate that fits into this scope. Mm. HR does. You just that's say- what my upper management said, and okay. then that we gave that qualification to HR. They gave me candidates, and, and you just picked the candidate. Yep. That's it. That's it. Okay. Would you, but do you, you made feel the like you could from the say- outset? No. Well, I can I can say based off of what I know, we hired other people for. I will tell you that there was a level of discontent for me because I was like, I know what we've hired other people for, mm-hmm. and we're hiring this person. Eh, don't necessarily say it right. And of course, someone who is higher up will justify whatever. To make it look pretty yeah. to me, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, I mean, at this particular at that particular point, that's when you become the man. You like, all right, well, I guess what we're hiring. Have you ever felt the need to be like to a candidate, be like, sis, make sure you ask for this? Yeah, <laughs> actually, yes. Dark fader voice. Yeah, yes, I do feel like. Okay. And that's probably why with the one person I was like, I don't want to see you in this role in five years because mm-hmm. I know what you are capable of. Regardless of experience, I'm, and I was actually was a firm, I was like, I'm not one to stop somebody from getting a foot in the door. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if you're overqualified for the job, I see what your resume looks like. And it yeah. doesn't, doesn't have a lot of this specific background. I see what you're trying to do. And I'm not the one to stop you from doing that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, to piggyback off of that thought, kind of, I just kind of want to say that my my last thought about this tweet and the mentality around it is I had a manager that was like very stringent and very um, like fiscally, I guess, responsible from a corporate respect, I would say. Um, but that never got him promoted for the entirety of that. I worked for him he was in the same position and so I I wonder like even if that is the driving factor for when you're hiring people and you want to come in under budget because it looks good to the people that are above you or the people that hired you or whatever have you like is it really beneficial if it really just means more turnover or mm-hmm. if it really just means um that your employees aren't working harder they are feeling undervalued in their positions what did your guys take on that? No. Um, no, that's a really good point. Like, if you're being, like, quote, unquote, the company guy, girl, or whatever, but it's not benefiting you, like... Because who are you doing for? Yeah, like, what are you doing this for? The attaboys ain't enough for me. Um, yeah, for right. right. being, like, in the, like, the boys' right. club, if it's not benefiting you, whether... It, and it financially is your goal. Because for most of us, if we're working a nine-to-five, like, financially is our driving force, I would say, I would, from majority yes. of people. If it's not... If financially you're not benefiting from being the quote-unquote company ho. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Like, what are you doing this for? Like, like what, if no. it's not benefiting you, then and it, if it's not benefiting you and you're not helping the person underneath you, then, like, what is, what right. is the point? Because in my experience, so the person that, that hired me was very, like, fiscally frugal, I guess I would say. But then I, he, he hired a manager whose position she left. And so that's whose position I have now. And so I learned a lot from her. But she was, like, the only person that I worked for that ever really, I felt, advocated for me in my mm-hmm. position or the, my peers. And I 
in ways that I didn't even know that you could do in our company because mm. I had never seen it before. Yeah. And so, like, in a lot of ways that, like, the company just, like, really, like, exploits your time. Mm, pick me. That I hadn't. Okay. Just one second. Okay. It really exploits your time that I didn't know that wasn't allowed. So, like, they are up for a new contract and they want to help. They want you to help write the contract because it's really, like, mirroring your position that you're in now. So, they want you to help them bid for the next contract and you are in the best position to do that because they're corporate and they don't know what you do, but you know what you do every day. So they want that written into the next bid so that they can win that contract. Previously, before this new manager came in, we weren't getting paid for that. She mm. was like, you are doing outside work that you're not contracted for. You should be getting compensated for these hours that you were helping them write a contract for the corporate company. And I was like, you're right. I should be getting the right. paid for that. Right. Outside of her, would have never even thought of that. Good. Was she a woman of color? No. So I feel like the only type of person that I felt like fought for me mm-hmm. was a woman of color. Mm. Like the only time. And I've I, never even worked for a woman of color. So, but, so when I was working on the government contracting side, when I was working in the IT field, same thing. Like they were bidding on a new contract. They They wanted me. They were using me to win this contract, even mm. though I may not work on that contract, but they were using my skill set to win it. Which is, I guess, if you don't, if you're not familiar with government contracting, like that might be a foreign concept to you. But Chaos. Yeah, it's a Every lot that years. happens. Chaos. But like, you'll kind of like interview for a job, essentially, but you may not work that job. Mm-hmm. But they'll use you to win the bid, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So they used me to win the bid, and they asked me if I wanted to work that job, which would have required more of me. But no one ever said to me, hey, if you take this new position, this could mean you you get more money. Mm-hmm. It just meant that you were transitioning to a new job. But no one ever said to me, and no one said anything to me about compensation. So until I moved out of government contracting, and I went into um, meeting planning for um, associations, did I feel like someone was fighting for me and my worth? Mm. But I felt like they were using me to win bids but weren't compensating me correctly prior to that point. Mm. But the only person that I felt like was fighting for me was a woman of color. Mm. Um, And that was... And I guess as a woman of color, I feel a sense of responsibility to make sure that other people of color are being compensated fairly because that was the only person I felt like advocated for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hear my dad like talking a lot, sorry, about like things like that too, like where, where conversations can be like very cavalierly like black and white for people. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, like we need to offload some contractors or, oh, like our part-time Workers, we need to let them go because, like, times are hard and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, for any reason. And I feel like in the times where I've heard, like, my dad talk about that stuff, he's just, like, people, like, lose sight that they're talking about people right. and their livelihoods right. and their ability yeah. to provide for their families. And right. he's, like, and I always make sure to bring that to the forefront of the conversation because if at any in in any way I can make sure that these people don't lose their jobs that's the option I look for first right right and is that like is that because we are sensitive to yes. it as people of color yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's like, exactly what it is okay so that's all I guess that's what kind of pisses me off kind of makes me understanding it's just like are other people that are not people of color thinking about the people and not the company no because the company serves them, period. Mm. 
it yeah. doesn't it doesn't serve anybody else and they put these opportunities and slight benefits out that may appear as if they're assisting the underserved mm-hmm. but they're not really it's really especially with government contracting it really comes down to like right we're appealing to the underserved but it's really just another opportunity at a money grab in a different way right yeah which is i think that's why i feel such an obligation to some of my staff members where i'm just like i don't want for you to experience some of the i'm i can't call them indiscretions but like I don't want you to experience the negative side of of government contracting where, you know, there are so many different stereotypes that are put on certain things and qualifications and things that you're like, I also have to say from my perspective, I'm a bit of a unicorn in a sense where I was raised by a baby boomer as a Gen X because of my older sisters. So even though I'm Gen Y, I have a very different thought process when it comes to the business place than it than someone in our actual age group which is why I'm like you know I feel different sometimes I'm like I don't I wasn't necessarily raised in that frame do you feel more loyalty to your company yes okay and I think that's the one of the main reasons why I've stayed even though I shouldn't have Mm. because I'm just like well it's just what you do like you get a job and you stay there till you retire right Mm, (laughs) see I don't know that I feel I feel like I that's what it would look like on paper. Mm-hmm. I feel loyal to my client, mm. but not the company that I, that actually pays me. Well, that's fair, right? I mean, and even the people is who you feel yeah loyal to, not yeah. the company, right? And so I can also I also say this in my very first job post graduation, um, when we're talking about people bringing other people up, I was hired. Obviously, it was entry level, but like as a support function, me solely by myself, as a support function for an IT help desk. And they were a subsidiary of a larger government. uh, uh, At the time, they were a small government contractor, but they were a subsidiary of that. And there was a individual there that worked another woman, not necessarily, I think she was other. I don't know. I don't think she was just Caucasian. I feel like she was Greek or something. I don't know. Anyway. Spicy. She was spicy. Um, and with literally from January to December, by like May, I was told, oh, well, you'll be meeting with her and do some cross training. And I'm like, okay, you know, me, I'm new. And I'm like, let Wait, me just work. Training her or getting trained by her? Trained by her. Okay. Or do like getting trained on some of her activity. And after about like right before we started training, she was like, I just want you to know something. They have me training you so they can get rid of me and pay you less. Uh, no, no bullshit. How'd she know that? Because she, at the time, had just Sorry. finished her PhD. <laughs> she had just finished her PhD, which would give her give her some bargaining power. Uh, yeah, for more money. Yeah. Right, for more money. It. She was the, because again, it's a small subsidiary. She's the only person doing billing for that entire sector of the company. Mm-hmm. And then she was taking whatever billing she was doing. So to she the, was a single point of failure? Yes. Mm-hmm. But so were, that's a lot of insight to be like, mm-hmm. I know they're trying to get rid of me. I don't know that I would think that first. No, well, because they brought me on. I don't know if I would teach you. Well, <laughs> right, that because part, like, you still need me. Yeah. 
Well, no, because I think she kind of made peace with it. Because the way she exp- the way she talked, Wait, did they fire her? And she left. What's the outcome? Uh, she trained me and then left because I oh, think okay. that I mean, at least she left on her. So own she choice. decided it. She made. I, Wait, so we don't know if that was inevitable. It sounds like to me we don't even know if that was the case or if she just decided that was her truth. Right. I don't know we the don't. specs of what happened. I don't know what meeting was had. Vikings on the wall. I genuinely. The severance package must have been nice. No, but it doesn't even sound severance. It sounds like she knew what was coming down the pipe. So it was like, let me F but you before you fire me. me. Before. Well, you're not going to F me if you fire me. This is a golden parachute. Let me, let I'm me do Right, so but let me leave my mind. I'm your only billing employee. Right, so either you fire me and I get unemployment or I find another job that's going to pay me more than what I'm making right now. But it's well, not just unemployment. You get severance. Yes. Assuming yes. she negotiates severance. No, no. you don't have to negotiate mm-hmm. severance. If they fire you, you get severance. Mm-hmm. No, not necessarily. From a corporate company? Uh, some of it's so. negotiated. Some no, of it's I was negotiated. Severance is oh. definitely negotiated. Oh. Some of it's well, negotiated. I, I, I thought that it case. was like, I don't know enough, clearly. I thought, I I thought it was like, um, like you base get, level like, and then up. There's like two options. There's the greater option and then the I feel like severance is the same as coming in. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's but, still better than quitting. But Oh, no, you should never quit. Let me tell you. <laughs> never quit. Was. Let them fire you. Ma'am, if you're listening to this podcast, do I not mean, that's quit. That's what I'm saying. Let them fire you. At the you. end of the day, all I know is that- if they fire you, you get unemployment. Exactly. Yes. So, like, what I'm saying is, but like, unemployment versus severance is not the same. But wait, there's I steps that go with unemployment. You can't just get in unemployment. Like, you still have- There has to be, like, a justified situation. Okay, wait. Let's learn If you get fired, you don't automatically- If you get- fired from your corporate job you don't automatically get some mm. level of payment on your way out not always if, you, if it's not like a if you haven't committed some oh okay violation if there well i can't speak to that because i'm not hr that's not like shamisa now i'm going come in phone a friend i can tell you the fallout of the situation though because maybe she did know something and and the reason, meaning, the the lady that was like, okay, I'm she she literally like for a couple of months, I literally did these, this company's billing, and I don't know if it did it right, but it might speak to the fact that you did her job because she knew she was on her way out. So my manager was like, was check your she, time sheet. I really need to be looking at it. <laughs> she taught me how to do her job. Noted. <laughs> I'm dead. She, I'm so she taught me how to do her my job. My June paycheck was different than my July. That's <laughs> weird. I didn't do. I didn't do people's pay. Look at this. The same as last month. Okay. I build the client. So, oh, oh. whatever. Wow. Well, fraud. <laughs> IRS. <laughs> She must have known something because let me tell you in a very quick way what happened. Okay. She taught me how to do her job. Mm -hmm. I did the billing. I was I was like the finance person that met with the mate with the bigger company Mm -hmm. to do the way that I would teach you wrong how to do it. But wait. And leave. Wait. And leave. Wait for it. By November, we got notifications that the subsidiary was being sold. Yeah, because of audits. (laughs) And then by December, IRS was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. By December, the company that sold it 
got acquired by another company. So I had two meetings in the month of December as to where I found out that I was going from this company to this company. I was like, actually, I can go to neither one of them and get a new job. Why people be getting over? That's just the moral to the story. Well, I mean, as long as you're not getting audited and getting arrested, it's all that matters to be for real, for real. I'm glad you're here with us. Yeah, and I feel like we should move on before. I don't know. Yeah, because it sounds like a lot is happening and I don't know. Um, It's outside of the statute of limitations at this point. How long has it been? I've been at my current job for 11 years. years. I don't know. Okay. I feel like IRS is about to be like, it was a white collar crime. They ain't coming to get me. I ain't do nothing. Yeah, because you cooked them books. I watch Ozark. I see what happens. Not Nicole cleaning money that was already cleaned. Not you wandering money. episode back to season one season two so much. episode one has been a lot yes it's been so good though. i'm very proud of us you've been doing really good possibly season two episode we one may have to break this into two parts yes. okay okay yes. so after shade who wants to start um i'll go um let's see so we we talked about a lot today, but I think the one thing I got away from uh, Minister Walker here today, uh, Mr. Shemisa Walker here today was was reiterated also in the um, some of the one of the memes that we read, which is just basically knowing your worth and asking for your worth. Your worth is something that only you know. You're the only one who can add anything to it or take away anything from it. And so I want to um, to inspire everyone this week or this these weeks uh, for this episode to really if you're feeling like you were anything less than what you probably should be you are probably feeling that way and you need to go ahead and do what you can to be able to lift yourself up remember you are here for a reason you who you you are who you are for a reason and there is value and innate value in that no matter what job you are doing where you're going or what you're planning on doing and as long as you remember that that will help you be able to get to the places that you want to go to, even if what you're seeing right now may not be that. But the first step is what Mr. Mika Walker said, which was to know your worth and to stand in that worth so that you can move forward in the way that you need to. Um, I'll go next. Thank you, Saya. Pastor Saya, that was a great word that you just um, left me on. Um, I want to kind of carry on that same motif is that um, I think that it's very important to note that regardless of when you decide to move, when it is right for you, when it is 
Um, it seems like the opportunity is prime for you. Like it's the right moment. Some people feel like they need to act out of loss or act out of it's too late or I missed out or I know your moment is your moment. And regardless of how many times you've interviewed, how many places you've interviewed, the opportunity that arises for you is for you because that's how God operates. It's not in real time. It's not linear. It's not based in what we think and we know or is based in lack. It is based in what is right for you and your moment in your life. And I just want to affirm that for our listeners. I think that a lot of what Shamisa said can, um, it is, it's great knowledge and it is great to know, but it can also um, make people feel like, oh, I didn't move enough or I didn't do the right things or no. Like mm. you did what was right for you in your moment. And now that you have more knowledge, you can move again if that is your choice and that is right for you in this moment. So please acknowledge that and don't feel like because you heard this and you learn more that then you need to act based on that. You need to analyze what is right for you in your life and you need to acknowledge that and move based on that. And acumen can be great for you to acknowledge before you make your next move. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're too late Right. to have made that move. So right. just, I feel like social media really impresses that upon us. And I want to negate that for you. Mm-hmm. The affirmation is that the moves that you make in your life are right for you and your life. So I, that is my, what I'm going to leave you guys with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, I, I feel like I agree with every, what everyone has said. Um, and that knowing your worth and adding tax is kind of like where we need to be, on, especially this morning. Like, whatever you feel like you are worth, all the twenty. Even when she was saying like add twenty percent, was like a mind. I was like, Psh, like a mind blowing thing for me because twenty percent. Yeah, because I've always heard like That's always. It. Yeah, always add like ten to five percent more, but like twenty, I was just like, oh. Like, I never would have thought to add that much more. So, like, <clears throat> wherever you're at, like, know your worth and add tax. Um, never settle. Whatever you've never settled for what everyone else is telling you is right for you. And even, like, our, our babies that may be listening that are coming out of college, no one ever told us to negotiate, 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 negotiate. As I feel it like kind of like where we've heard coming out of this whatever even an offer letter is not the final there's never a final say until you sign on the dotted line and you agree there's always room for more so if no matter what you say even if they come back to you and you feel like wow i didn't even think i can get this ask for more Mm -hmm. because clearly there's an opportunity for there to be more and i think we've always operated in a mindset of scarcity and lack yeah and lack and just being grateful for what someone has given us because that's what we've been taught just be grateful for where you're at right um but we don't have to act in this mind of scarcity anymore you can have a gratitude either way yes and like and you i think what we just need to be like never settle for what the first offer Mm -hmm. and i think that's where we need to be at is like no matter what the first offer is always ask for more Mm -hmm. you deserve more um you have worked for more even if it's an entry-level job and you're just coming out of college or whatever you deserve the best Period. Period. Like, just ask for more. And I want, um, for our entry-level babies, I want people that have been in the workforce for 10, 15, 20 years to recognize their worth. And if you've heard nothing else, like, you deserve more. Period. Period. 
ask for more. If that's more money, that's more PTO, that's more flexibility, that's better health insurance, that's um, equity in a company, you deserve more. You are valued and you should be compensated on your value. That's period. Mm. And that's what I hope works. So I would say, in addition to what you said, add tax and tip. Yes. Okay. There's a tip yes. that goes on that. But also remember this, that there's a reason why there's an interviewer and an interviewee. Mm. That doesn't mean the interviewee doesn't have a role. Mm-hmm. That means that while they are trying to figure out you are, if you're a good fit, you need to find out if that job, that person, that company is also a good fit. Right. There's a reason why it's a matching, a pairing of some sort. You don't have to settle for what you think may be in front of you. And sometimes what somebody's presenting you may sound good in the moment. But if you make a determination that it's not a good fit for you, move on to the next one. Because there's always going to be something great out there for right. you. Can I just say, uh, yesterday's price is not today's price. Come okay. Price changes every day. Okay. <laughs> just know y'all's worth, please. Yeah. Produce changes every day. And also, like, day. I think there's a um, like a right away kind of spirit that we deal with, where it's just like it needs to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some some things take time, and I think you have to also realize that it's not going to be a right away or a quick. Everything will be quick, so if, even if you have to wait, that's okay too. Like yeah. your opportunity might not be right now, but it'll come at the right moment. Or outside of being quick, a lot of things takes losses. Like yeah. a lot of things take being heard no mm-hmm. over and over and over again because it's not about getting that experience over and over and over it's about getting the right experience right. for you and so like to hear get, to get to the experience that's for you you have to be denied the experiences that, that are, are not right mm-hmm. so i feel like that is not a popular conversation but it, it's a conversation that needs to be heard because it it deters a lot of people including myself, mm-hmm. from interviewing because you feel like no's are negative negatives yeah. or are um, <clears throat> negative or deny, denying you of like what you want, but it's not. Yeah. And or it just means you. that like- Yeah, that's yeah. a reflection of you, yeah, but it's not. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, it's just really that it is honing you for the experience that is yours. Yeah. So oh. don't lose hope based on being heard no. Just know that you're being shaped and molded for their experience that is really for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're one step closer. Because there's going to be a million opportunities that, not, are, that are not right. There's only going to be one right moment or experience for you in that moment. So, of course, you're going to hear way more no's than yeses. Yeah. And, so, and being okay with those no's. Yeah. It's not talked en- about enough, yeah. I think. Wow, I'm so, I'm proud of this. Is, I'm really Y'all, proud of this episode. That was a robust fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe two robust fucking episodes. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. yet, but I'm really like as our entrance back into season two, episode one. I'm that was, yeah. I hope yes. y'all heard something because, like I said, we've been writing stuff down for us. So like, I hope that <clears throat> everyone listening also got something for them too. Yeah, definitely. Great. Yeah. So see y'all in two weeks. Yes. All right. It's been guys. Bye. 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 Bye.